All right, welcome everyone. Thanks for joining us for Tattoo Collecting 101, episode 121, right here on Guy Atchison's Reinventing the Tattoo platform. A community for tattooers, apprentices, and collectors. Tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and all those curious about the world of tattooing. And we encourage everyone to join these live streams and real world events. We aim to educate and inspire one another to create better art, tattoos, and to leave this community a better place than how we found it. We stream out most days of the week, so be sure to check out the full schedule of events we have, as well as our professional development courses from over 20 world-class artists at reinventingthetattoo.com. You can also find these shows on our Roku channel, as well as your favorite podcast platforms. So just search for Reinventing the Tattoo, and you'll find us there. And real quick, we just want to say thank you to our sponsors who make this network possible. So thank you to World Tattoo Events, which has the largest, most comprehensive list of tattoo events going on in the world right now. Tattoo Now, Technology for Tattooers, they're the leading edge in professional development, management, and CRM tools for tattooers of all levels, as well as our affiliates at the Fireside Tattoo Network and the Apprenticeship Diaries. And also, we just want to say thank you to Guy Atchison, who's the founder and inspiration of the community. You can go to GuyAtchison.com to get your copy of the Biomech Encyclopedia, instructional DVDs, original paintings, and custom coil machines. And if you like all the knowledge we're putting out, be sure to share it with a friend and watch another video. So on to the show today. Wow, Kyle, that was that was almost like you got the whole thing there. Yeah, almost. I'm proud of you. Good work. Thanks. So we got Dan Wesley back with us again tonight. Thank you, Mr. Wesley. Glad to be here. Always again. a pleasure. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Um one of the, one of the few people that have, have remained in my life for this long. Um, you too, and, and I can always have a conversation. With you. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of crazy on how life just goes. Yeah, and next thing you know, you're like telling it. Like I find it funny when I tell a story about like when I'm 24, <laughs> and like I had, which was ages ago. And I had like this core group of like six friends, but we were fucking bros. Right. Like tight as fuck for, I don't know, five, eight, maybe 10 years. And dude, I haven't seen nary a one of yep. those motherfuckers <laughs> since I was probably 31, like wow. 22 years ago. Wow. And it's like in the moment you think like, this is my crew yep. and it's nothing like there was no falling out or anything. Nope. It's just slowly but surely the way it fucking goes. Yep. And then the pandemic, I think, made things even more crazy. Like I had bros, current people, like especially who are like in the triathlon and like hobbies of mine that right. you would think, oh, that solidifies it. And all of a sudden you can't see somebody for fucking, you know, you once you change your habits, it makes it so much easier to not participate in stuff like that. Uh, that's that's kind of what happened with jujitsu. Once you get out of the habit of not going three times a week or whatever, meeting your buddy at the gym three times a week, three mornings we're riding, whatever it is, you're, you're building that necessity of time, right? So then you take that activity away. You, you fill that time somewhere else, and that void just kind of gets swallowed up. Yep. Like, and it's, it's the same with the people that, you you know, oh, no, we trained together for years. We're We're – besties call me if you need a fucking thing and you don't see him for right two three years your kids how old now type of thing <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. happens all the time yeah no but i'd say you're probably like one of five people that it could be i might see you every week for fucking three months 
and then not see you for 12 months. Right. <laughs> but it feels like yeah, I saw you last yeah. week and you just pick up and like and then it repeats and it repeats. And I think sometimes we've, I think we've been carrying the same conversation because <laughs> that's how it feels like you, you just you get right back into that. Like, oh, so you remember that? Let me let me tack on to that. Right, story. right, right, like, right. It's it's always a good time. Yeah, always a good time. We're glad to be back here. Oh, dude, always. Thank you, boys. Um, it's it's just nice to, uh, especially with uh, Fawn's on the road to Detroit. Um, she's headed off to the convention out there. So having a, a familiar face and easy ear to bend <laughs> makes this a lot simpler than me sitting here trying to talk to Kyle. I love you, Kyle. No, but, I like, completely agree. We talk about stuff for like seven minutes, and I'm like, so what's what's next? Not that I don't love you. Yeah, the, uh, the Kyle and Ben show only goes so far. Yeah, <laughs> our, our our fake hate is is kind of what carries it. Um, and and once I get, I feel like I'm being a dick. It's kind of over. Um, so get about seven minutes of that. <laughs> well, I'm glad it only lasts seven minutes. Yeah, I felt bad the first time, but you know, it's a stick. We got to stick with it. We're glad to be here and take the heat off Kyle. There you go. We're, 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 well, it's 6.06. Yeah, so. there you go. So, right. so there's our time. We're, we're done with Kyle. Shut the fuck up. No. Um. So what's new? What's been popping? Last time you were on, you were talking about uh, getting back into the saddle. And... Yeah, no, things are good. Uh, nice and busy. Good um been checking the patches coming out lately dude you've definitely nailed down that fucking style thank it you it's amazing um the the taco glitter patch has probably been my favorite this far like it was that was a it, super fun one that was a really cool way to to pull that detail out and still keep it inside both of your wheelhouse right like you, you what the fuck Kyle? Oh man, if we paid you money, you would have just got a raise. Dude, fucking on it. My man. Um, so yeah. I've been trying to step it up. I got you. So, so Wes does a lot of these glitter style tattoos as well. And again, like one of the few people I see that do it right. Um <laughs> because it's it's such a it's such a unique style and such a a, a hard detail to pull out that most people oversaturate it right they'll put too much white in there they'll put too much of one color and it kind of yeah mops the whole thing up in my mind um and i'm still there's still a learning curve i have for it but it, we're getting better like i i definitely feel like i have for me crack the code on the patches right like now i have a system I, the glitter i'm close but i'm still like i feel like i'm missing something to take it to the next to take it to a level that i can like walk away and be like that's well, the best i got with it being such a new style as well you still need to see one in five years right <laughs> you right, know right. What I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah and that's that's how i feel about a lot of a lot of things a lot most tattoo styles i'm like where's that gonna be in five years <laughs> well and that's the thing too like so when i'm thinking like so the patch tattoos are going to be there like, yeah it, no, it, i definitely line, i've definitely they're... debunked the whole what's it going to look like i like i've seen patches that i did a year and a half two years ago they're just as bright as when they healed right. you know in the two-week time frame and i'm like and kind of when i say the science like they're essentially a, a traditional tattoo. It's fucking, it's right. And it, and the way I do it, there's shading, there's line work. Like you, they're going to last forever. The glitter though. And I get what people are saying, especially like the white highlights that 
I'm trying to forecast ahead of time when I do them as well. Will they still, they might not look glitter, but will they still look super cool with some super cool texture? Right. Because that's a win. Right. You know, I mean, again, and, and I say this not putting myself on the plane of the biomech wizards, right? like the guy Atchison's or whatever, but it's you like it's the same they, concept, it, right? 20 years ago, he didn't know what, Oh, I'm going to do this background with all reds, oranges, and yellows right. to, to offset the fucking biomech with the earth tones or whatever. Yep. And yeah, maybe they need a little touched up, but you start seeing him now reworking things that are 20 years old. The shit fucking, so aged solid as fuck. fucking well, well for a 20 year tattoo. So I'm trying to like preemptively go like that taco. Mm -hmm. It might not look uber glittery in five years, but is it going to look like a textured taco shell? Right. I'm confident that it will. Right. So it still pulls off a good tattoo. Hey, I'm with you, man. I, and it's, it's, I, I think we got away from that time test a lot with a lot of these newer styles with a lot of the like well fuck let's take it back 10 years when watercolors were the the rainbow watercolor fade was was what everybody wanted and now you walk around and these people got these like weird patches of blue and like this off patch of orange somewhere on their arm and you're just like the, the fuck did that used to be and they'll show you the picture and you're like oh my god where'd that go yep <laughs> it's like where where did that go well and that goes to then do you understand the craft of tattooing? Because if you were doing watercolor, and let's say you're going to do blue watercolor, so you start with your dark blue, and maybe you work to a lighter blue, and then you start treating it like wash. Right. So truly watercolor, you're watering down your blue to get this. That's the wrong tone. And I'll tell you, I would bet my life on it that David Boggan's watercolor still holds up. Right. Because he he understood the craft. Yep. I'm going to go dark blue and then I'm going to cut it with white and then I'm going to cut that color with it's white yep. and everything's saturated, actual 100% pigment. Not it just has the appearance of yes. watercolor, but it, it hasn't been washed out with water. Right. So you you can't tweak and play with these new trends unless you know the foundational principles of what work mm -hmm. to, sustain, to sustain some longevity. Right. And so I hope with my glitter tattoos that my previous 20 plus years at the very least, cool, maybe it's not uber glittery, but the texture's there and it just still looks fucking cool. And it's been for a long time. I don't want to say assumed, but um, standard practice that if you get, yellows to whites that that shit needs touched up in five six years like it's not a uh it's it's like uv ink right Every, everybody expects it to have a little bit of a less of a shelf life um but as far as we've come in ink i now see white tattoos yeah that was never even a fucking possibility five six years ago yeah seven eight years ago because they do that white and then it would be yellow and then it would be that weird skin tone orangey brown oh and to heal eggshell right two weeks later you have eggshell highlights right. and it's like so it's 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 a, has a, i think it has a lot to do with like the difference in equipment and a difference in 
how far the science of pigments and stuff 100%. like that has come. Yep. In comparison to mixing the three tones you've used for the past 30 years. Yep. Um, but no, it's, it's it's insane to me to watch the advancement of this stuff. No, it's see crazy. what falls off. See what see what sticks around. Yeah. And we'll find out, you know, in three, five years. Right. Let's, let's see. What do you think is the next um next big thing we're gonna see everywhere? <sighs> Jesus, dude. I don't keep up, man. I don't pay attention. I know, dude. I don't. It's it's sad to say I don't either because I'm like so focused in my little universe of just <laughs> trying to be right. good and be relevant now that it's it it's hard to predict. <laughs> like I'm I, I'm just you know my handful of styles. I'm just trying to <laughs> be these, the best at that. Yeah, like these young whippersnappers are coming up. I'm like I gotta like. Every morning, it's literally I'm waking up like, dude, you got to f- fucking get drawn, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> like, well, you're going to be irrelevant with no clients unless you like it's, it's fucking this, It's grind. the same point. Think of the market 10 years ago compared to now. I mean, it wasn't commonplace to run into another fully sleeved person, let's say, at the convenience store. Right. Habitually. Yep. It's every fourth person you see now. It's crazy. So it's funny, kind of on that note. So in my newsletter, or might even be going out today, I did a little blog post about um, the evolution of females getting tattooed. Was that your last uh, West Talk thing? It, it literally, it's coming out. Oh, okay. I, I think it's, it's getting it's launched. Yeah. So, and I, so I just discussed like, and so I put up, I kind of primarily discuss like the black and gray mm-hmm. tattoos, but in generally speaking, kind of like talking about that evolution of, you know, somebody sleeved 20 years ago. Right. You know, I, I couldn't go to Home Depot or fucking Lowe's without <sighs> pestered the wrong word because Yo, it sounds. Bro, that's sweet. Let me check. Right. That but They're after not... a while, you're just like, man, can I go to Lowe's and just... not. You know why I wear long sleeves all the time. Right. <laughs> but now it's so common. So right. I don't get those questions. Right. Um, and I miss them. My ego does. <laughs> I still catch it from time to time. Just just no, being, as, yeah. being as saturated as we are. Yeah. Um, the hands, if the I've knuckles, on, right. the whole massive. If mess. I've got on shorts and a, and a tank top, I'll, I'll still field questions sure if you will yeah i mean <laughs> and that's the best way to put it i'm not mad at him for asking no. it has a lot to do with the approach yep um so meh. but one thing i so kind of sticking with this topic was is um you know like 20 years ago 80 percent of my clients were dudes 20 percent were females the females definitely you know it was the tramp stamp or you know i can recall like that show with Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton. And I think the, one of them, and I think it was Nicole Richie had like this, uh, Oh, the Catholic, uh, the rosary. Yes. Wrapped around the ankle with the cross. Yeah, on the oh foot. my God. So yes. it was like super. It was super trendy stuff. It was typically not always, but typically small dainty stuff. Right. And Black now and it's like 75% of my clientele are women. If I have 50 big projects in the works right now, I bet 35 to 40 of them are females. Wow. Like, it's just, it's cool to, you know, so now it's not just 
as you're saying, like one of four have sleeves and 50% of those one of four are fucking women. Right. Like, right. Of all crosses of life, like stay at home moms to nurses, the fucking hedge fund brokers. Like they, they have just been like, fuck you dudes. Tattoos are rad. And we want in on this. Yeah. And and think of all the feminine expression in art and a lot of the quality in that fine touch of fine art is now applicable to tattoos. Yep. So the availability of imagery has changed to where now they're like, oh shit, I don't have to get a pirate ship. Right. Or a you know Black Panther or right. fucking street. Never wanted an eagle. Flag. But that's and and that's the uh pattern tattoo was in for a long time because that's 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 how we originated it was flash on the wall. Yep. So like now with the availability of the full color spectrum <laughs> you don't have to mix that shit you you want that same raspberry red next time i pull out my raspberry red and i'll drop that back out yep so like it's it's the the i don't want to say the skill of color mixing is gone or anything along those lines because you still have to do that work you still have to do that gradient you still have you still have to put the fucking tattoo in this right game. but in comparison the availability to be able to do that is insane right well i also think then you start factoring in i mean 20 years ago i could probably name literally nationally three female tattooers right columbus now, now they take you, it over columbus you can swing a sock on a fucking city block and hit fucking three awesome female yep. tattooers and there, we so have you several get, female only shops now yeah like several oh and the fucking that one what is it lost moon or whatever with fucking rat cult and Mm, nicole dude yep they're killing it fuck you for man you put so much anxiety in me you are so fucking good like well those are all um people that came through um graystone yeah so it's and, like and they're fucking and, and, and no, are think, any of them think, even think about that for a half a second, bro. Right. Those are your great great grandkids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Richard Cook. I know, dude. And I'm just I'm like Rich made them who they are. They're all a, a phenomenal yeah, standalone no, artist. I know. But in the in the realm of lineage. I know. It's fucked up. And I just look at all four of them and I'm like, you should go into the shop one day and be like, I'm your grandpa. <laughs> Where's my chair? Call me Taddy Pappy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, that happened. yeah, those, I mean, they're on my bucket list to get tattooed from. Right. So it's just super cool because you've got that then powering women getting tattooed. Yeah. And I can't speak for every tattooer, but if I had a flower tattoo to do every single day as one of my tattoos, I fucking wake up with a smile every fucking right. day. I love tattooing flowers. Right. I have more flower tattoos than anything else. They're so fucking cool. Like, I I, I have more flower tattoos than anything Dude, else. You can do them anything. You can do them biomech to fucking stipple shading. Right. And everything in between, you can make a dope-ass flower fucking Well, there's, there's such, there's availability of color, size, shape. They're great for cover-ups. Yeah. They hold. Yeah. Like, I'm with you. I flourished in. Like it kills me when I'm like talking to a dude about cover-ups. I'm like, dude, we could do an awesome chrysanthemum. 
what's chrysanthemum? Oh, it's this cool Japanese flower. Oh man, I don't want flowers. I'm like, fuck yes, you want flowers. <laughs> <laughs> this is a badass looking guy too. Let's just go. You don't even. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> no, I offered you greatness. You're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like fucking run it, bud. Uh, so let's talk about you beginning tattooing. I'm curious. Oh shit. Um, well, we've been jawing about doing snail tattoos on this show for probably a year now. All right. So I finally made the extra step to gather the acquired, uh, gather and acquire the. Uh, tools of the trade if you will yep so i'm sitting at home with some uh fake skin and tracing paper and old school transfer papers nice so mike i went to show one of the guys at work a couple weeks ago um how to rip shade yeah and so i was like hey i was and i knew i was like you got some fake skin he's like yeah and i was like cool so that was the first time I ever used it. It's not quite the same. No. No, it's very, you got to push. It Well, including when you wipe it, it just smears and stains the fake skin. Like I was like, and that's what it was supposed to look supposed like. Supposed to, but what am I doing here? So I, how I, does I, that work when you're trying to teach yourself and you get these big smears? Like I, I clean it with blood. Glide. Yeah. I just take my glide and wipe it right the fuck off. And it cleans off? Wipes it right off. Okay. Question answered. I either do that or then when I'm done, I'll take alcohol. Okay. Because you're not burning anybody's skin. Or yeah. Could, we but, were scrubbing it with alcohol so I could kind of show right, him like this right. is what whip shape is. You're, you're to look pulling like. the ink back out of the hole. Th those holes aren't closing like skin. It's right. staying open. So as soon as you wipe it, you're pulling the ink you just put back in it. So you just have to let it like set for a minute. Gotcha. And let that ink kind of settle for a sec and then wipe the top of them. Yeah. Um, but the glide's been working the best for me. Like, while trying to manipulate the fake skin because you I, using coil machines or are you using rotary pads? Uh, I, i'm using a pen for now i do want to learn coils absolutely um it's just harder to set that up on a whim by yourself sure. in your kitchen um i'm not trying to do this for a living I'm trying to do it for fun i wouldn't mind doing a handful of tattoos don't get me wrong but i no way shape or form ever see myself being like a Tattoo artist. If you want to volunteer for one of Ben's tattoos, put it in the comments. Comment. Uh, there, actually, we got an email from a guy the last time we talked about this. I saved your information. I just didn't want to suck. Um, so I'm, <laughs> I'm getting it down, bud. I've got your contacts at home. Um, you can't be first, but I think you can be number two. Um, but yeah, like the, the people that want free tattoos, there's never been a shortage. No. Uh, so I think a couple posts and I can get some skin. Yeah. I'm actually uh I'm, I'm not scared as much of the skin because i've done i did non uh how do i say this legally i did non-laser tattoo removal through right. a, a big company that was basically um tattoo equipment modified to um wash over a solution over your new opened skin right Whew, that's a good way to say that without getting sued uh <laughs> so good i'm confused but i happen to know what you were talking about so essentially <laughs> it's, a, it's a solution that flows over top of your needles as you open the skin you're not tattooing the liquid in as you would with a um ink you're not dipping and ripping yep it's on a syringe pump and it's continually flowing so you're opening the skin as it's flowing and then you're moving on the gotcha side. so i'm not tattooing the solution in i'm opening skin for the solution to go into 
At least that's what they say. <laughs> that's what the fucking brochure reads. I'm not a scientist, but we don't do it now for a reason. And that was <laughs> on it. So, um, so I, I, I've had the um, walkthrough on how to stretch skin. I've had the walkthrough on depth and I've had to open skin and manipulate. And I've been, I've done the bloodborne. I've done the, I mean, I apprenticed at BL. I yep. had to do all that stuff forever ago. So um, just getting it all back up and running. Fantastic. What's up, guys? Hello. How are you? Good. We just, uh, I've been yes. listening to you guys for the last few minutes uh, talking about tattooing fake skin. Snail trail. Snail trail. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we just we're up here in Detroit. We just got unloaded in record time and we are waiting on Brian to come back down after like getting checked into our rooms. So sweet. Nice. So I see pipe and drapes already up. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> so um, they went to a convention a while back and that was wasn't ready and it's become a staple for how how, how ready are they? <laughs> how how not to rate your show. Right. Got to got to at least have pipe and drape. That's step one. Start, start you can't with... sell a booth if you don't have a booth to sell. <laughs> we'll sell you a space. Do you want a space? <laughs> you guys want to walk around the the uh, I guess ballroom with me? See what's yeah. going on. Yes, please. Um, give us give us usually, a view. Usually, I'm rolling in, or we're rolling in late, and like joining the show all late and frantic. But today, I think we we I don't know. We got in the U-Haul. We got here in a decent amount of time. And I can share with you guys what's going on. So what facility are you at in Detroit? We are at the GM Renaissance Center. Um, Yeah, Jess and Brian, as soon as we got here, they brought the banners out. Let everybody know we're here. Um, I love this building, though. It's I'll walk out to the main area and show you guys, but it's kind of like in an offset of like these circles that overlap one another. So like. You can't get to floor two from floor three. You can only get to floor four from floor three. So I've, I've heard about I've heard about that at that show, but I've I've heard it adds to the fun. Uh, it does. I think it's I, one of the things I actually like about this building is once you understand like the traffic flow. Um, I feel like there can just be thousands of people in here, and it doesn't seem like there are thousands of people in this building. So it's kind of That's cool. Rad. Um, but this is, I don't know, the Motor City show is one of my favorites. Uh, I feel like this Man, is probably one of the ones that I talk about the most, like Hell City and then Motor City. But these are the shows that I've been coming to since years before I, you know, was like involved with anything. Well, I'll have to put Motor City on my list for next year. James. It's only a three-hour drive. Yeah. Be right. Got Mr. Mid kiff on the scene who would have thought he would have shown up in a toboggan in gym shorts always it's like a his uniform i'm impressed with the number of people that are already set up yeah i mean everybody gets here early most of the people at this show have been working this show for years that's kind of one of the cool things about it so um you know everybody kind of knows the layout and the routine and um as an attendee, you kind of know what to expect. This is, I don't know, in, in my opinion, probably the, the most important show that happens in Michigan. Um, I don't know. Some of, some of my favorite artists uh, that I've 
kind of like come up in the tattoo community watching and trying to steal tricks from my the first time I got to see them or meet them was here at this show nice the first time I met Russ Abbott was here in Detroit um I I remember the first time going to Hell City and being like wait there's more than like the 12 people I know in Columbus that do this right oh yeah this room is stacked (laughs) like i'm still kind of at all at how big the industry and whole is because i've always just been the local dude that hung out with the local dudes and i i'm I'm always just (laughs) i got a homies only policy you know (laughs) like so it's it's, so happens like your homies are all like super rad and not normal you know. I, I did get real lucky that Wes brought up a fucking squad of monsters. <laughs> uh, um, just just as I started listening in before I joined in, I was just trying to like get all of my equipment and stuff together and get my headphones situated and everything. And uh, you were were you calling him the tattoo grandfather? Grandpappy, tattoo grandpappy, <laughs> grandpappy of all these little tatter tots. Well, it's it's we 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 talk about lineage all the time, and it's. If you take, he was talking about. I'm sorry, I'm going to say their name wrong. What's the Moon Studio? La, I that, think it's Last Moon. Uh, that Nicole and yeah, Samantha um, and Sam, and then Rat Call, all of them. What's the name of that studio, Fawn? I'm asking you. Oh, I can't remember. I've I think it's a lot Lost of Moon. Today. Lost that Moon. Sounds, it's, some, it's something Moon, correct. and I'm sorry, ladies, if I'm getting it wrong. I love you. I think all. so. Yeah. Um, but like how all those, the majority of that staff worked at Greystone mm-hmm. at one point and Greystone is started by Rich who came through body language so Wes is their tattoo grandpa if not great grand great grandpa would that so be we're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna go in there and, and be like call him Taddy Pappy <laughs> make him get him I a like chair that. and bring this man coffee and water <laughs> he always gets a seat at your table <laughs> or whatever you're supposed to do in that situation i don't know the rules i feel like that's appropriate i don't know if you're the like tat grandpappy it means that every time you walk in the room they should put your favorite music on i try to do that for marty <laughs> that's true too marty shows yeah. up and fawn's like marty shows up i whatever's on i pink usually floyd. put it on like pink floyd I was gonna radio say, or uh is Robin it pink floyd? Their favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so i mean we all get down with pink floyd but Look at this. It's a it's a station. It's not just like Pink Floyd. Yeah, no, but Pink Floyd Radio. That's cool. Uh, I wonder I wondered what he'd listen to. Let's go get into some better lighting. (laughs) Just ran into Uh, Mr. Torres. What's going on, Todd? You can't hear me. I'm talking to Fawn and you don't know what what I'm saying. (laughs) I do have have the headphones on. I know, I know. You coming up this weekend or what? (laughs) No. No, I got my kid this weekend. Bring I got a kid every weekend, but I yeah. know, man, you should come. I I, I would if I in. could. Right, Kyle, are you coming up? I'm coming up. Yes. Fuck Kyle. Be nice Jordan? to the intern. I'm always nice to the Jordan intern. will be here tomorrow. He doesn't too. have his seven minutes. Uh, I figured he would be. <laughs> oh, being a Michigander, I assumed he would. Yep, Jordan will be here. I think I just said tomorrow, but he'll be. He said he'll be up Saturday. Uh, so, Brandon's right. coming up Sunday too. Nice. Nice. This is one of those shows that the it just so happens the Cleveland show is going on at the same time this weekend. 
Well, if I, that's what I was thinking. If I was going to skittle off, I thought I was going to go to Cleveland. Denny's up there. And I haven't seen Denny in a while. It'd be cool to connect with him. And I figured maybe I could snap some photos there, but I don't think I'm going anywhere. Mike nice. and Bob over here Mike and Bob. getting settled in. That's Burton Hand. How's it going, brother? Burton Hand. Burton Hand. You said 1981? Let me get a real look at it. First Richmond convention. Back. I was there and I did it my hand. Jack Rudy said it wouldn't stay. Bomb tattoos won't stick around. <laughs> I could tell when I got to me and then I took the machine straight in and out. In and out. Oh, Walking on dynamite. friend of mine no, hard, man. gave an off-duty cop no the finger. Yeah. I'm sure he got obnoxious with the cop, so the cop locked him the fuck up. I went home, I got this brainstorm. I can wave now. I gesture. I love it. No, he, Bob's one of those guys he talks, and I just I'm like, hey, 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 get quiet. You're intimidating yeah. everybody. They stopped talking when I walked up here. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. What's going on? Uh, we're uh, doing our tattoo collecting 101. Just kind of giving a little preview of what's what's going to be going on this weekend. Um, I'll be getting I'll be getting footage on the good camera all weekend as well to share next week. So. We're going to have a double convention to go over next week. So we've got um, Pittsburgh to do too. Yeah, we got Pittsburgh still. We got Detroit now. Um, yeah, we got some catching up. Uh, if anybody's going to go to Cleveland, I'm going to try to gather some uh, some shots from that too. Maybe maybe we'll just do convention review next show. Uh, that's a good idea, actually. Um, we'll have two under our belt that we can kind of talk about and compare that's a half um, a show right there yeah i know <laughs> like, i know i know this is going to be a good show because it's a good show every year but um the pittsburgh show was there were there was some outstanding tattoo work that happened so i'm, I'm really looking insane. forward to talking talking about it um and then we just did philly a few weeks before that so we just kind of feel like we're just like back in go mode so We've got a ton of footage from oh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, the Philly show was really good. Yeah, I didn't get, I didn't make it to Philly. But I guess you guys were like 30 feet apart. Yeah, literally like five booths away. I wonder if they just section all the people demographically. Like, hey, all you Ohio fucks, this is your corner. Yeah, I don't, I know uh, Joey is tight with um, everyone. <laughs> everyone but in particular uncle maddie's tattoo supply I gotcha. so they always put all of his booths with Saturday. uncle maddie and then uncle maddie's like tied in with big knees so we nice. kind of had like an entire row that was oh, yeah. all kind of collectively tied in he, he does that for uh columbus too he does it for hell city and I, I i love the giant solid front like ohio here we are right as soon as you walk in like so i'm stoked about uh hell city because last year um that's when i joey wanted to be fair and kind of rotated artists through every day and so this year they decided uh, we're just gonna have two designated artists so nice. luckily of the seven 
one is me so me and nice. Dustin, me and dustin will be holding down the fort at hell city all three days <laughs> that's yeah. all three days yeah i'm fucking oh, pumped dude jesus yeah hell I'm yeah i'm pumped well you, you know i'll be there man let's, yeah. let's get it on because i've never go. done hell city for i mean that, that would last year was the first time i ever did hell city no way yeah and just one day and it was fucking awesome right and now i'm like fuck yeah my hometown day three i'll drop off juice for you <laughs> I, I i get to sleep in my own bed right. at night right you know just drive home hang yeah. with the wife and dogs and then come back and fucking slay tats so i'm yeah. fucking pumped it's 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 my favorite because of that reason i'm like <laughs> dude it was so fun though last year man we were just fucking right we just rocked for fucking 12 straight hours it is endless foot traffic it's nuts endless like the only other tattoo convention that is similar to hell city is philadelphia right and that was philadelphia eddie's tattoo convention that then <laughs> troy temple took over and it's been going on for 25 30 years right. or whatever it is that it's like i mean every other convention other than hell city and philadelphia is measuring to those yeah and yeah. and they're good you just i mean it just takes longevity right and just time well, and detroit's time up there too what's what's no detroit motor city and i've never i've been there i haven't tattooed there gotcha but yes you're correct well, there's probably I'll, five or six that are of that well, for sure. upper echelon i just category. think they they did 25 26 years as well yeah like they've got to be it, that's insane to me yeah, because I mean that was definitely around when I first started tattooing. Right. Like it kind of emerged as like, boom, this well, one. Talk about the 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 tattoo industry. Um, look at the conventions. We talked about how readily available good tattoo artists are now. How there's shops all over the place, all these things. But remember when there was only five conventions? Go, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And now now there's one in every city every weekend. Yep, double booked East and West Coast. Like. And I would say for anybody listening, because this is, you know, for the collector, right? I mean, if you haven't been to a tattoo convention, I don't care what city you live in that you're listening to this, go oh. to the convention because it's, it's so much more than just, so A, I get this question a lot because people are in so many, <laughs> I mean, the bulk of the people are in normal jobs right so if you go to an insurance convention they're not slinging insurance <laughs> if you go to an asthma allergy convention they're not slinging asthma, asthma allergy <laughs> like it's all professionals and it's about learning and uh continuing education and stuff like that and so lots of times people are like oh so what do you learn or what are you doing i'm like no like i'm tattooing like right. so many people don't know what tattoo convention is you get tattooed you get tattooed so for anybody listening tattoo conventions if you find out ones in town is not for us the tattooers to professionally expand it's it's for you to come and get tattooed and see an amazing assortment of tattooers every single style and most of these have they know their field yep yep and they know that they need to uh, keep you entertained. So there's freak shows, you know, the classic carny freak shows of sword swallowing, fire breathing. There's usually some form of body piercing suspension act. Like the, the eye candy and entertainment is nonstop. nonstop. Yeah. All three days. So if there's a tattoo convention in your area, 
especially if you're here in Columbus listening to this, fucking go, go to Hell City because it's one of the best in the fucking world. You're gonna you are gonna have a blast. It's it's so designed to make you immersed that you, you it's almost overwhelming for me. Oh yeah. The the I, I feel like I can never spend enough time there, but I get real people weird. So like after an hour of being in like the I gotta go decompress for a minute. So like I just want to stand at the booth and stare at the art. The availability of different styles of art and personal touches and 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 nuances of how everyone does their style a little bit different. You can see one cool thing that like books, t-shirts, prints to buy to hang on your wall. I mean, it's endless. Right. And I always tell people, I always tell my clients about Hell City. And I also always, because so many of my clients are a little bit older because I am <laughs> that I'm like, you got kids. I think one of the most brilliant things Derb ever did was Hex yeah, City. Yep. Make it family friendly. Yeah, right. You don't need to get a babysitter. Bring the kids. There's something for them to do there. Uh, we still, I, I don't think he still does uh, Hex City as it used to be, but what he's done is incorporated everything around for kids as well. So there, the cutouts are still there. It is an all ages show. Uh, we intentionally refrain from playing heavily swearing, sworn, swear, swearing, swearing music. Not that explicit. the music's Ex explicit. explicit. <laughs> Thanks, um, not that what we play is, is soft by any means or, or lacking, but like we're not going to play a song that every third word is fuck. Right. Because it's blasted across the entire hotel. Right. But like, there is an environment that like i my my daughter come has came for the past every show available to go to since she's been bored yeah like no it's it's walk through check it out there's always something to see yeah yeah and if you just want to get your adult on get you know, a fucking room and go to a tattoo convention and fucking party your ass off right. get tattooed and just you have can, an adult weekend you blast can find as well your time Kyle's over here moving things and being all wily. Um, I uh, until staying at Phoenix because I, I, I until I've only worked Phoenix two years, and I've worked Columbus for probably ten, but started like a couple hours at the door to get in for free. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, like, uh, um. Hey, my buddy does this thing. Come check it out. You'll get a free ticket to thing. Um, so being fully immersed in that I can't leave the party environment, like you get to know those fuckers real fast. Um, on day two and day three, you already know who you're going to smoke with. You've got your hangout partners that aren't from your crew. You've 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 settled into like the the convention vibe of and family that's there yep you know and it's 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 weird and hell city is such a family reunion that it's the only time i see a lot of those people i'm not in the industry i'm right. not a man of the world if you will i stay in my little hole and i do this show that's about my my touch in the community I, oh I hang but out it's with a my big people. touch ben well thanks fun but yeah. i'm just saying like i don't i don't until doing the show, I haven't really gone out of my way to go to another convention. I I get my fill. <laughs> you right. know? Like, um, so it's it's weird to be able to have that like built-in group when you go, like from all over 
the U.S. It's nuts. And I will say, because I've gone to some conventions specifically to get tattooed. So if you're a tattoo collector, it's a completely unique experience. Like getting tattooed at a convention is not like getting tattooed at a shop. So if you kind of, you know, if if you're a tattoo collector and just kind of that that's one of your hobbies, you just appreciate getting tattooed and and like having tattoos, treat yourself and go to a convention Mm -hmm. because you got access to some shit. (laughs) It's another cool experience, man. Like it's just it's fucking rad. Like it's it's sensory overload right you know it's there's, such an there's so especially the good ones there's so yeah. much commotion there's you know you got the music you got fucking booths you know 10 by 10s next to each other next to each other there, um it, there's just something electric about it yeah that is uh well that you can't mimic in a shop it's it's anytime you get that many like-minded people focused on the same thing right that's what makes hockey games rad that's what makes Every everything that we get together and do as a group, yep, that's what makes it rad because everybody's focusing their energy on the same thing. That's a perfect analogy. Like so, watching hockey on TV versus going to a game. Oh fuck yeah, two separate experiences. Getting tattooed in the studio in in your favorite studio that you've been to ten times, right? As opposed to traveling two hours. Well, jam out in your car or go see the show. Right. Come on, I want to go see the show. Yeah, like so having that complete sensory overload and having that full availability of of being catered to there's more products available you can pick out what aftercare you want you want a different kind of bandage there's five different kinds you can buy while you're there like you know what i mean like you you normally go into the shop and they've got the two or three products that your artists use if you want to go and spend and buy hustle butter or go to h2 ocean or go to all these other places that you normally don't have a counter availability access to like go yeah it's just fucking cool learn about new shit so it was funny so i'm at philly and i'm going through so everybody has to go through a security check line right since i was 14 i've kept a pocket knife in my right pocket and so it's sunday (laughs) and i know we've got security to go through but just out of habit, I forget to pull, put my pocket knife in my book bag. Right. So it's in my pocket. So they wand me and the sensor goes off. And they're like, what's in your right front pocket? And so I pull it out and I'm like, and it's a small three inch pocket knife. Like it's just a little pocket knife. Right. Open boxes, open mail. <laughs> cut tape. Yeah, cut tape. <laughs> they're like, no knives allowed. And I'm like, well, I'm a tattoo artist, you know, think like that might help. Like, I'm not <laughs> I'm not here to, like, create violence. I'm here to work. <laughs> I have a box to break down. Yeah. And the guy looks at me like stone cold. He's like, no knives. It's not a big deal, but nonetheless, it's a $50 Kershaw pocket knife. Like, right. Like, it's not a cheapo one. Yeah. So I'm not going to argue. I'm like, fuck it. So I hand him the pocket knife. He looks at his boss. And he's like, hey, I got a pocket knife here. What do you want me to do with it? And he's like, pitch it. I'm like, don't fucking pitch it. Take it home. Keep it, man. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. The irony of this was, is when you go up to the floor 
there are vendors there who are so not nice. tattooers where I could buy brass knuckles and 10 inch blades with brass knuckles, like literal weapons that I could buy up on the floor. But they confiscated that didn't even occur to me with their security check is that there were things like that for sale. That's hilarious. And I'm just like, even occur to me all the times I went through that checkpoint. I'm like, man, I can go check my bag. Yeah, like I can in two minutes, I can buy a bayonet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and i'm back at you <laughs> and i'm fucking people up so but you're gonna confiscate my three inch i would have just been house. like i'll take it back to my room yeah and then not done that yeah i know <laughs> you I know. know what i mean like it, that just was like uh so i'm oh, down a kershaw yeah. pocket knife <laughs> jesus I, I i carried the same pocket knife for like six fucking years to the point where like it had my wear in it you know yeah <laughs> lost it oh and i haven't replaced it and i still reach in my pocket for my pocket knife <laughs> that's not fucking there and it drives me god dang insane and it's you one really of those things like a new pocket knife ben well they don't make the one i want anymore because like all good things that last they stop producing them because they don't sell a ton right because you buy it and it doesn't fucking break so the people that bought it are still using it and you're only replacing them for people like me that fucking lost them you're saying you encourage planned obsolescence? Build no. it to break so it stays no. available? I just want to rebuy a product that I lose. I need to work on my accountability is really what the issue is. <laughs> but it kind of sucks. So now I have to find another one. And I'm picky. You know, I'm kind of spoiled. Oh, yeah. Well, this was the I perfect like my blades. one, too. I had, it was a three-inch Kershaw pocket knife. And I specifically, because I hate uh, earth tone colors or dark colors, because you everything is it. earth, right? You can't <laughs> I want it to be bright. Fuck right. Colors. And if it falls inside your black backpack, Yeet. you or can't, color. yeah, you can't find it. So I purposely bought like a day glow orange Kershaw three inch pocket knife. And so I get home from Philadelphia. I go online and I type in, you know, on Amazon. Right. Orange Kershaw pocket knife. Boom, there it is. 39 bucks. Awesome. That's what I paid for it fucking six years ago. Sweet. I order it. They sent me a black one. (laughs) (laughs) So every day I'm hyper stressed about losing this new pocket knife I just got because it blends in with fucking everything. Amazon. I I will send shit back to Amazon. Like it smelled funny. (laughs) I opened the package and it looked at me weird. So I taped it back up and sent it back. I would have, but I wanted my pocket knife so bad that day. I kept he it. Said it was a black <laughs> That's oh gotta be disappointing though. I, son of a bitch. I did the same thing. I, I I you know I'm a gear nerd and I was planning out my backpacking gear and I was I needed hey, a ben. mug. Yes, ma'am. Ben, before what? you jump into this rabbit no, hole, I'm gonna no. jump off of here for a little bit, but I'm gonna keep you guys playing in the background. Okay, I'm gonna help Jess and Brian get set up in the booth because they are kicking butt without me right now. I'll show you. We'll go to work, Fawn. Brian's over there climbing. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you guys on and uh, kind of let my phone charge up, and I will rejoin you later on in the conversation. Kuzva, we'll talk awesome. to you in a bit. Or, or if you just like need me, holler. I'll be. Holler. <laughs> holler, holler. All right, guys. All right.
Yep. No, so same accord. So I'm like, I'm a gear nerd. I was planning out my backpacking gear and I needed a mug. Um, I need coffee, man. Like, and instead of carrying a, a large water container, I carry like a medium sized one and I just fill my mug. Right. So I was looking for something very specific. I wanted to have measuring marks so I could do my meals. A lot of dehydrated meals take different requirements for boiling water. Right. So yep. I wanted to be able to measure out my water and I wanted to be able to, uh, like, I wanted it to be, uh, nesting. I wanted to fit inside my gear. So I was looking for a certain diameter and it had to be measuring. That was it. That's my only requirements. Fucking hours. Different web pages. Finally find one that I want. Perfect. GSI. Love it. Order this motherfucking thing. It comes without the measuring marks. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck ass. So same gig. I ended up like, hey, guys, like the picture and like I specifically and I got a point. I ordered an orange one because I same don't want to lose my gear in the middle of the fucking woods. And like, they're like, yeah, only the Navy ones come with the measuring marks. The fucks that say that. Show me where show me where it says that. <laughs> right. Show me where it says that. Please. And they're like, I guess it doesn't. Then send me one with marks on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is a simple transaction here, guy. It took me a minute. Like it took some like serious fucking convincing, but I got them to send me the right one. Oh. Uh, they're like, well, you can send it back and we can send you the navy one. I'm like, no. No. I wanted the orange one. If I get a navy one, when I lose it in the middle of the woods because it matches and it's dark and I, I don't, that's no orange. Right. Same gig. I did it on purpose. And now you're fucking with my system. Yeah. And once my ADD agrees that this is the correct thing, it can't be anything else. No. I've looked at 500 other fucking products now. I, this, no, this is it. There's no backtracking. I've made up so many excuses and reasons that why this is the one that it I need. Checks all my boxes. <laughs> and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I want measuring marks. Uh, I still have the old one. All right. I, I uh, ended up taking my normal kitchen liquid cup and pouring in one cup. Oh, marking marked yourself. It with a fucking piece of tape. <laughs> like a piece of painter's tape. So it's got like little hash marks on it. No, I, dude, I feel you. Now I got to. There's certain <laughs> things where you're just like, this is how I fucking operate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it's it's funny how you find those weird particular little niches, and I'm sure it's that way with everything. Um, so it's hard to ask for. It's hard for me to ask for recommendations for anything. For anything, so people are like, "Oh yeah, no, this is the one. It's it's sweet. I love it." Blah blah blah. And you get it, and you're like, "Yeah, this sucks." <laughs> yeah. Our boxes are different, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's why I don't get movie recommendations. That's why I don't get music recommendations. Like I hate it. I will judge you hard as fuck if you tell me to listen to a song, and I'm like, "This is this is trash." <laughs> <laughs> trash. <laughs> I think we can't be friends. So I just don't ask. Right. You know what I mean? If you tell me to read some book and I'm like, the fuck did he think I needed out of this book? <laughs> like, think I'm depressed or something wrong? Like, what the fuck? Or whatever. So I have a funny story to me. I don't know if it'll be funny to anybody else. I'm sure I'll laugh. <laughs> so we went, my wife and I went to Martha's Vineyard last year. And it was where they would always do for like 12 years in a row they would do family vacations okay so we invited her parents they stayed at the airbnb with us and so one day betsy and i 
decide to go to Nantucket. It's a one hour ferry ride. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, the Kennedys and yeah, fucking Bill yeah. Belichick, all the fucking rich people. So we go there. We're touring around. It's super old, you know, early 1800s. All Nantucket ish. Yeah. You know, collars up. Fucking. <laughs> we brought the y'all. Polo everything. The, 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 yeah, the harbor. So we go to this whaling <laughs> museum. And so what I didn't know was that Nantucket was North America's whaling capital for for fucking ever, like okay. centuries. And so we go through, they're like, you know, hey, in 15 minutes, a, a whaling seminar is going to be going on. I'm sorry, Kyle, keep fucking flicking this damn microphone. He's fat. Um, so they give us all these details about the history of whaling. Super, super uh, interesting. We then, on a side note, we go to this uh, place for lunch at the harbor, and it's insane. Like, it's like five-star shit that you, you don't get anywhere other than that. <laughs> right, right. And, like, there's these super yachts coming in, and we're, like, Googling the names, and it's, like, these billionaires who own, like, you know, four Jeez. fucking wineries and shit like that. So, anyways, Betsy is all into the ocean. She She's, uh, her majors are, like, biology and chemistry and she lives for oceanic and water and whatever so she when we get back she buys a handful of books about like whaling and nantucket and oceany type of stuff and she's a reader too isn't yeah she? yeah so fast forward to this week she gets up and she usually goes to bed early i get home at 8 30 she gets up at like 8 45 after we shoot the shit you know hey how was your day how was your day She's like, I'm going upstairs to read. I'm like, cool. What are you reading? She's like, I'm reading this book that was the precursor and inspiration for Moby Dick. And it's based on the real life journal entries of this two-year expedition to hunt whales out of Nantucket. I'm like, that sounds pretty fucking rad. So she starts telling me some crazy shit. So I'm like, whoa. Like, I mean, you know. The boat get breaks down. This is 1820. The boat breaks down like five days out. Um, they eventually get attacked by a fucking monstrous whale that breaks the ship apart so Jesus much Christ. that now there's like 10 dudes in like three lifeboats with barely any rations. They're trying to figure out the currents and where they're at, etc. Like it's catastrophe. And so I'm like, whoa, you know, so I'm listening to her kind of like intensely. And so she must have fed up on this, fed into the my intensity. Right. This. So typically the way this goes is I get home, I hang out with my wife for half an hour to an hour because I get home at 830. She usually gets up at like 435 to get a workout in. She has a normal job, nine to five. I'm usually drinking a bourbon and a beer. Um, due to her job. She doesn't like to be around weed or anything. So I kind of wait till she goes to bed. Then I go out in the garage, add a little fucking THC buzz to my <laughs> bourbon buzz and, and ride so, out the rest of the so evening. <laughs> so she goes to bed. Cool. Time for me to get high. So I got in the garage. Fucking puff on my one hitter a couple times. Get a good buzz. I walk in and there she is at the kitchen table. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? And she's got the book in hand. So I'm sitting on the couch. It's like dim light. 
I got two bourbons in me <laughs> and the weeds kicking in. And I'm like, I'm like, perfect. And she starts reading me passages from the book about kind of the highlights she discussed. And at first I'm like, this is kind of weird. No, I love it. But then about 10 minutes in, I'm like, I wonder if she'll <laughs> read this book to me every fucking night. Because I am so immersed in these stories. And I don't have to fucking read. I love Audible. Can we just be real? I know. Dude, that's how I get my books. But now it's my wife. I get to have she entertainment with my wife. And she this. Does she do voices? I that's know. And she is reading this epic tale oh, of whale hunting and stranded in the Pacific. And do they fucking cut their rations and have to go back to South America, et cetera. And then all of a sudden, you know, like 40 minutes later, and I'm just like engulfed. <laughs> me. She's like, I got to go to bed. And I'm like, no. I, no, I mean, I've, I've told me, I'm like, she, she's an avid reader as well. She's like, I just want to sit here and read. And I'm like, do it out loud. <laughs> right. Like I'm here. I'm sitting here doing nothing, playing on my fucking phone. Uh, if you want to read, that's yeah. rad. Yeah, loop, loop me in. Start start at the beginning. You got a new book you want to start? <laughs> like, she she reads two three at a time. Like right, always has one going type of thing. Yeah. So like this weekend, I think I need to bring up to her like, hey man, like when I was really fucking high, that was awesome. <laughs> that's the best. Like, can we make this a nightly thing? <laughs> make it your date night. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is Wednesday. I want to hear fucking precursor movie dick stories <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm I'm high. Let's let's fucking do this. I was taking it all in, man. I, I was it. like, I'm in. I love it. Um. Uh, so I have a bladder of a baby. Get it. So I'm gonna leave you solo for about uh ninety seconds. I am going to do a soliloquy. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what that word means, but <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> I'll do it. Take a big stretch, wait for Kyle to move some cameras around. Kyle's been on it. He's been hibbity hopping around, changing things. I, I didn't want to yell at him and let him know that he gave me a bum microphone cable. I, I just keep fixing it. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that one was bum. So it's okay. I'll it's switch okay. it out for next time. I've been trying you. some things, trying new stuff. No, dude, you're doing great. He's been moving cameras and like getting new angles. And with the, uh, what the people out there in listener land don't know is that we have discussed several approaches to how we might lay this out a little bit different. And I think, um, I think we're going to like how it's going to come. Yeah. Um, it feels a lot like we're not talking to the camera because we don't, we talk to each other. So we're hoping that some different camera angles and switching the table around a little bit, will get to where we can, um, have a little bit more better quality but kyle you should go to our instagram and pull up in our messages um i have got a thing that wes does that i'm going to put him on the spot always in the toilet um he also does little blips that he puts out on the internet about um you know ask a tattooer type of thing and answers questions and is also very in line with trying to be educational and keeping people abreast of what's going on so um i forwarded one of those over to us and we should give that a roll is it the most recent one i would imagine so okay sorry hmm. they like don't preview on here so i gotta like open it up jeez kyle mm. 
pulling it up right now. We got Fawn joining back in. Fawn's coming back in a sec. So yeah. Tattoo FAQ. And what exactly you're talking about. So you want to get your first tattoo and you're wondering what's the checklist? All right, well, let's start. First off, you need to know what you want. Um, you might not need to know exactly what you want, but having a pretty good idea and having reference pictures uh, from the internet is always good to help me kind of see into your head what exactly you're talking about. Um, I prefer, well, I won't copy exact artwork that you find online, um, but just get me stuff that you like that's similar and then we're gonna create something unique and uh, individual for you, okay? So A, we need to know the design. B, you need to figure out where you wanna get it. You also need to know what size you wanna get it. Uh, budget, how much money do you have to spend or to invest in this tattoo? We have our consultation, we book you your appointment. Now uh, we take a non-refundable deposit that holds your spot now comes the time you need to show up. I recommend getting a good night's sleep, uh, not partying hard. You want to wake up feeling fresh, uh, feeling revived, energized. You want to get a good breakfast or a good meal in you. You want to be hydrated on your way to the shop. You're going to, be want, you're going to want to wear nice, comfortable clothing. You're going to want to wear clothing that gives me access to where we're going to tattoo you. And then I highly recommend getting those sugar levels up. I have... Freeze mode. Well, essentially what we were saying, Scott broke it. What? The video ended. Oh, did it? Yeah. Well, maybe it only sends a uh, portion in a message because it's a longer video. A lot of times they'll auto clip them. So I just sent that. It, in. it is capped at a minute 30. Yep. Oh, so okay. once... no, I just sent him that in our messenger. So I would have a link to it. Gotcha. So that was all. So I wonder if um, I wonder if it's in its full length online. I'll yeah, take a look in the back. It's probably on his page. Cool, thank you. Um, my only thing was is that you 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 follow a lot of the same practices that on a on on the show we preach a lot, um, and it's it's really cool to see other people um, trying to to spread the same message that we do because there's not a lot of information out there for the collector. There's um, there's a lot of art. There's a lot of things that you can choose, but no one tells you to eat. No one tells you to not party the night before. Right. No one tells you to dress to where your tattoo is going to be accessible and be comfortable and make sure you have um, something to stay warm and bring a fucking pillow. Like, be comfortable. That's yep. the whole, it, it, you're, it's your day. Um, and just kind of kind of showing like shared value. Yep. And, and it's, it's cool to see other people in the same mindset. So part of that video, what I was just about to get to when that video cut off was actually one of the most important things with as long as I've been tattooed, getting tattooed, I still have the same ritual for probably the last 20 years now. Mm -hmm. And that was no matter what you've done all day, I always grab a banana and an orange juice on my way to my tattoo and I eat the banana and I drink more orange juice to get the sugar levels up because it doesn't matter how many times you've been tattooed. Yep. It's trauma to the body. If you're not prepared for it, if you're still stressed from work, if you're dehydrated, all sorts of things can make you feel queasy. Yep. 
can make you pass out or get close to it. Regardless, it's going to ruin the experience. And what so many people don't understand is the remedy for all of that is simply sugar. If you want to drink and a chocolate sugar. Yeah. And honestly, though, if you want to drink a chocolate milk and eat a Snickers bar, that's better than nothing. nothing. Yeah, I choose absolutely. I choose banana and orange juice and bring a bottle of water with me. Right. But yeah, good sugar definitely is going to last a lot longer right. in your system. But anytime you're feeling off on the tattoo, I would say 99% of the time. I mean, on the occasion that we have somebody get lightheaded or pass out at body language. You know, whatever, we bring them back, et cetera, et cetera. And then, of course, they're embarrassed. So we're trying to minimize calm this, yeah, yeah, minimize the situation. So it's usually, I'm like, hey, you know, when was the last time you ate? And they're like, no, I had a good lunch. And it's like, Roger that, it's 6 30. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, awesome. You had a great lunch six and a half hours ago. Right. Like, prepare for the tattoo. So, kind of to fill in the gap of that video cutting off um, was, my go-to is, is I, I eat a, and you can get bananas at Speedway's in the hood. Right. <laughs> like, generally pretty good. Literally, I work in Whitehall. Right. And there are always bananas at the Speedway two doors over. Love it. So you can get an OJ and a banana at any gas station, almost anywhere. Um, that's my go-to. And that kind of just preps me for the tattoo. Get those sugar levels up. They're kind of slow burning sugars. And then bring a bottle of water is the end of that video, which is uh, very key into making your experience better. Right. Um, we've done lots of episodes and lots of talks on pre and post. And I honestly, I have more of a post tattoo ritual than a pre. Ooh, really? Yeah. Um, I, I always go home. I always rinse out the tattoo. I all, like, and a lot of people disagree with this. Like a lot of people will tell you to keep it. I can make it fine. Um, a lot of people will tell you to keep it wrapped in the sanoderm or or leave it covered. And um, I, I I want all that packing agent out. I want all of the 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 skin to be exfoliated and to to then prepare the tattoo. So I always go home and I mean this is what was on the fucking paperwork when I got tattooed. Go home and get it as warm as you can stand for a minute. Get it as cold as you can stand for a minute. Pack to dry. So I always cleaned it really well, followed that procedure, and then covered it. And now it's it's altered a little bit, um, but I always drink orange juice after. Um, I that's I it generally is my first stop is I grab an orange juice. Um, I go home, I drink that, I smoke, take my shower, and and then I've I've changed what I wrap with. But it was always it was always dress it after that, and then I'll leave that dressing on for that night, next day, whatever, um, an extended period of time, but. I don't like sitting in the um, whatever, whatever you're packing or whatever your glide is. Right. No, it, I would say one of the biggest things and I always tell people when I do like a really heavily saturated tattoo, I feel like this is much more important that hot water, cold water treatment, right? Like wash it in hot water you know with some whatever dial gold and then yeah don't burn yourself (laughs) but it should be to the point of uncomfortable like you want to open the pores and rinse them clean and then i'll let that hot water run on that tattoo for a minute or two and then 
ice cold water to close the pores down, pat dry. I think that a it does two things. I've found it helps eliminate you staining your good sheets. Yep. <laughs> so for all you young people out there, you're probably like, "What the fuck?" But for you gentlemen out there, <laughs> you got a couple hundy reps who are married <laughs> to a wife who spent three hundred dollars on fucking thousand count fucking X Y Z silk sheets. It's a pretty big deal to avoid an argument the next morning that you don't have an inverse imprint, <laughs> fucking American Eagle and a fucking. <laughs> I still have. So when when I did my back, all the all the cool things weren't around, and I'm sure they were. I just didn't know about them. And I just went to sleep in an old T-shirt. You know, woke up to get my old T-shirt off, and the imprint, the literal imprint of the center of my back was in it. Um, I, I think I still have the photo somewhere. It's, it was super gnarly. Oh, but do that on your sheets. Yeah. You ever done that at a hotel? I have not done it at a hotel, but I can tell you what. So when I got American rocked Oops. on my stomach, Oh, fuck so I'm a belly sleeper. Yep. And at this point I'm young. I, I don't know that we're sleeping on, 1500 count fucking <laughs> egyptian linen sheets right. it's what my fucking wife bought right and i left literally the negative imprint of a red white and blue american on the sheets and she threw a fucking oh, that and tattooing by the way does not come out of clothes easily no um no. but anyway so it's, it's it's plasma yeah like it's not just it's not it's not uh ink if we're calling it that yeah it's there's a lot of chemistry there's, involved there's in some bio stuff. in that bullshit yeah. and that's why i like to get the the vaseline and the packing agents yep. out because then there's that much less to seep out yep <laughs> like yeah yeah you'll eliminate the seeping it'll heal quicker you won't stain your sheets and i found the healing time i mean cut by 30 to 40 percent if you do Jeez. a good hot cold right. water treatment well and now i now they've got this this wonderful product that i will plug all day every day called tattoo armor and if you haven't used it yet bro i have not it is the motherfucking game changer really they are soft cloth non-permeable wraps that you can tape or saran wrap or whatever over top of your tattoo that pull the liquid away from the tattoo i have never had one stick never i did my whole thought my whole fat chunky man thigh giant sheet of one not one square inch of it did it stick did it pull did it snag nothing flaked on flaked off kept it completely clean like game fucking change that's awesome no so you remember when they used to, they switch everybody was using meat pads mm -hmm. like legit like chicken meat pads yep it's the same concept but done with a soft front so it's like wrapping a paper towel on it that's fucking awesome they don't drip you don't ooze you don't goop you don't send me a t-shirt tattoo armor i'll take <laughs> one too i haven't used them but i'm sold they're amazing like game changed so now I, I at whatever session we're doing I'll, I'll wrap with that and let it set dude that's give it a day make sure it's not still clammy right once i'm not clammy 
fucking cheapy white fucking lotion, bud. Once or twice a day. No Boom. alcohols, no nothing, no scented, no color. Perfect. But I don't care what that lotion is. <laughs> what comes in the dollar bottle? I do like to buy a small bottle of lotion, though. Since you're dealing with an open wound, that 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 there's always some cross contamination, and I know it's your body, but it's still cross contamination. It's still gross. Yeah, like you're putting some funk on some funk. So like later, if you go to put some on your kid's face, you know something along those lines. I try not to use like the house lotion right for my tattoos. I try to buy a specific, and then I'll buy like a smaller, like a travel size. Cool. Keep the gunk down. Toss it when I'm done. Nice. And and you know who told me that <laughs> like no one that was years of figuring all that shit out like <laughs> right. the, the paper said hot and cold that was about as far as it right right right, right right and you guys actually had were one of the few that that did that back then like no one really told you how to take care of tattoos in 2002 which baffles me right but i think i think half the people back then were still like a, a quarter inch thick layer of Vaseline to keep it moist and uh, huh? yeah, like keep it wet, dude. Your oxygen will take uh, care of everything, man. Well, our bodies are pretty fucking cool. You know, I get that Vaseline creates a barrier and a, a, a nice thick glooping of it's going to keep it clean for till it's yeah, it'll keep it clean, anymore. but it'll keep it fucking goopy for fucking and wet and gross and saturated and falling out and nasty, but. It worked once and somebody went, well, it stayed clean and it, it healed. Right. But it's the same concept as the fucking the the new skins, the yep. saniderms, the uh, uh, subdermal bandages, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Um, they keep it just wet. And I don't I, I know that some people are like, yeah, that's the shit. But I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. I'm the believer of less the, is more let the body do what the body needs to do exactly and for collectors out there and i don't want to necessarily put tattooers on blast but if tattooers are saying this they probably should be put on blast if the tattoo is executed properly no matter what you do as a collector it should heal fine it should heal just fine I have a big, big problem with, well, what did you do? No, what did you do, motherfucker? Like, because unless you went home and scrubbed it with a fucking SOS pad. Yeah, no, dude. Now, did you go to the, the sandbox in the beach and immediately start playing with uh, cat shit and then jump in the ocean and then right. tan for four hours? Okay. That's on you. That's on you. But, but if you're a normal person who's like, I went home, I went to bed, I got up, I worked out, I went to work, I came home, I ate dinner, I watched TV, I went to bed. That's which is 99% right. of the situation. It it's not the recipients, it's not the tattooees' fault. Right. It the tattooer didn't do their job. Um there's a breakdown somewhere. Yeah. So I'm not saying don't neglect your tattoos, but I mean, tattoo collectors, if you're not in the industry, but any follow the basic protocols that a reputable shop's going to give you. But at the end of the day, less is more. They say apply this 
aftercare ointment two to three times a day, it's better to apply it once a day than five times a day. Right. Keeping it right. wet and soaking and saturated with ointment is not doing it any better. Your your body knows what to do. And if it was done well, right, it's gonna heal up just fine. It's a, it's an abrasion. Yeah. We don't we don't go through that care when we cut ourselves with a thorn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. Skinny, you know what I mean? It's yeah, skinned you, knee is deeper than a tattoo. Yeah. Like you should be able to go about your daily business and almost ignore the tattoo healing process. But as a heavy collector, we've all had shitty heels. Oh yeah. From reputable fucking artists. Mm -hmm. It happens. It happens. Skin is an imperfect medium. Right. And and that's that's the that's huge... why all tattoo pictures are when they're fucking fresh. Right. That that's the <laughs> hugest. It's an imperfect medium. It's not pencil on paper. Right. It 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 you know it's varying. If we're looking at even line work, it's not a printer on paper. Right. It's a human being in X atmosphere. Oh, and you remember when people executing. Used to their craft on an imperfect medium that's not flat do you remember when people used to try to do the big long solid like arm lines or like the all the way up the spine right. one line yeah or like that and it was like in in theory it looked great and then the person would turn their arm just a little bit and the whole thing would look like a wibbly wobbly mess so unless they were standing exactly like how the stencil went on the tattoo looked fucked up and I think there was a whole, I'm trying not to offend anybody, I think there was a whole genre of art that forgot that the body has a shape. Right. And it's not symmetrical. Right. It's it, not cylindrical perfectly. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you're just kind of like. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. So I've gotten into now the topic of when it's somebody who only has a few tattoos or maybe no tattoos and they get something on their forearm. I always tell them, look at it in the mirror, like you're showing it off. But I want you to notice when your arm is hanging, it's gonna look crooked and twisted oddly. Well, we have a forearm that starts wide, it goes narrow. It's two bones that rotate on two different axes in your <laughs> right. forearm. But I always, I, I just, I just want them to know before they get the tattoo, as they're kind of looking at the stencil in the mirror, that's not how your arm hangs normally. Are you cool with this? Like, yep. It, and I try to explain it to them. Like, I just, I just need you to know. That's like the 99% uh, of the time when your arm's hanging down, <laughs> it's not going to look that the perfect. geisha's face is going to show, but her dress is going to curve inward. And it's going to look a little awkward, <laughs> but that's the way the anatomy works because the average, you know, just if a plumber came into my house or an electrician was like, Oh, X, Y, Z breaker, this fucking two twenty that. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> right. I got you, bro. Money. Do, do what you need to do. <laughs> I, you know, but Same. now, now you're wearing it. So I just try to be a little bit more articulate about 
are we still cool with the placement of the tattoo? That's like the people that come in and they want to get something backwards because it's for them. I want the letters to face me. Right. So no one's ever going to be able to read that. And you're always going to go like this to show people. Right. Or um, I went to cross. No, the cross is for me. Then you drop your arm and now you've got an upside down cross. Right. And oops. I want uh, the angel numbers. Yeah. 999 for me. Yep. That's 666. Right. Um, Which I always. So this is definitely a stance I have taken differently now. So let's say somebody wants anything upside down. 20 years ago, I probably would have been that dude who now is considered a dickhead. (laughs) Um, We don't do that. Right. The tattoo is for the viewer only. But I get it. Right. This is what people want. (laughs) So now I'm happy to do a tattoo, what we would call upside down. Same with flying south. And and I just, you know, if it happens to be a cross or a 999, right. I'll just be like, just so you know. <laughs> I want to be extra clear. Right. Well, it's just like the... the, the just the, so you're... So you... Because they're in the moment. We're not in the moment. You do we, this 10 times a day. Yeah. We work in the industry. I'll just be like, hey, just so you know, like, this is what it's... The observation from the outside world but (laughs) this is coming quick you need to understand (laughs) yeah but it's also i'm completely cool with it right like where where 20 years ago i i probably wouldn't have and i would have been as much as i pride myself on customer service i would have like held my stance yeah of like this isn't how a tattoo goes where now i'm like this is this is for you I'll do what you want to fucking quote unquote upside down. Awesome. The rules have changed. Yeah, they have. Um, and same, the, same and the client the fucking is the faces. client. Like, do you remember when you know it has to face in? If yeah. Face it out, it's flying south. And that, now you see it all the time. Like, it's not even like even a rule anymore. Yeah. You're like, thought there was rules, man. I know. <laughs> I know. And, and, and that's where you have to except <laughs> just i think as it's evolution yeah as a tattooer you know because i've had people ask me like oh what do you think about the upside down tattoos just for them i'm like fuck awesome run it they want to be able to see it i never even thought of that 20 years ago because i was taught that's not how you think you want to be able to read your tattoo or see the bunny rabbit or the fucking flamingo it, it's almost Can like we get bunny rabbit flamingo tattoos please <laughs> me and you. it's it's <laughs> almost like an enlightenment for yeah. me that i'm like oh here we go this is an awesome yep. revolution but instead of being a dickhead about it if the situation arises where it is a cross or 999 a little more faux pas <laughs> just be like just so you know but if it's a bunny rabbit who gives a fuck if it's upside down right if it's a flamingo, who gives a fuck if it's upside Baby's down? Baby's mom's got on her wrist, uh, be happy, be you. 
to face her right. to remind herself it's okay to be happy in yourself. Yeah. So like it's a motivational, encouraging thing that that makes her feel good about her fucking day every time she looks at her wrist. Yeah. I get it. But like you're saying, 10 years ago, they had been like, nah, fam. Just yeah. Mm. I mean, dude, half of me is like, I'd love to look at my geisha fucking right side up. <laughs> <laughs> All this time. <laughs> But in the mirror, upside yeah, down. I got to look at this chick upside down. I'm like, oh, I didn't know we could choose to have it fucking right. the other way. Run so it. um, it's all about the client experience, man. Right? Like you can inform them without being a do an elitist douchebag and just be like, hey, normally this is how it sex. goes, but I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, is the approach right? Um, did I ever tell you the story about um, being at a concert? I went to a Devil Driver show. And was there, saw like three or four bands, same dude stood next to me all night, like a hold your spot kind of situation. Didn't know this motherfucker. We get all the way down through the, the show and he goes, and I don't remember what he went to hand me. He went to hand me something. We both stuck our arms out and we both had the love thy neighbor tattoo in the exact same fucking spot. And that was before my arm was all finished out. Cause that was one of the first ones we right. ever here. And it was one of those like, I don't know if I can be friends with you now. <laughs> That's fucking weird. That's fucking awesome. Exact same tattoo. Exact same, like same color scheme. Like fucking. Yeah. Did you go to my dude? Bro? Yeah. Same traditional Sailor Jerry fucking. It was. It was just but, one of those like. Sorry, I didn't mean to bunny train. We're talking about upside down tattoos. It in in flash tradition, tattoos were designed for certain areas. Yep. They were designed to look a certain way, to hold a certain position, to fill a certain spot. So as that Sailor Jerry tattoo matches the same guy, because that tattoo was made for that fucking spot. So like now with the availability of artwork and the availability of what can be put into the skin, the hyperrealism now works. The, all, all the super fine black and gray now works like, yep. Um, the level of art has surpassed the need to keep that tattoo for that spot. Right. And I will say this to the tattoo collector as well. Get what you want to get. It's on you. A hundred percent. Like, but listen, <laughs> but if you're at a reputable shop and your tattooer seems cool and he approaches the topic cool, as well because i think that's a big thing yeah. yeah like you know well i mean fucking i've been tattooing for 30 fucking years and like tattoos are supposed to be for the fucking all right that dude fuck him but if somebody's like Fair. absolutely cool food for thought think about this right and and when i'm in this position so i just they're going to give you options. So for instance, I had this gal come in. It was two gals. Um, and now I'm like all concerned that I just said gals. <laughs> <laughs> You're okay. Yeah, it's 2023. I'm suddenly aware I said the word gal. And, and I don't, it, it doesn't mean it derogatorily. Yeah, don't cancel me for saying gals. Two females come into the shop. I love you. <laughs> One is speaking ultimately what I end up finding out Farsi. Okay. She's from Iran. 
she's been in America for five months and her friend who's been here for about 10 years or relative from Iran, she's kind of speaking more for her. And we're going to do a sunflower stipple shaded and the center of the sunflower is going to be a moon. Awesome. Right. Cool fucking tattoo. And so she's a very petite female. And so her initial thought is, is she wants it on the front of her bicep. Ooh. And so I kind of explained to both of them, because the one uh, female's translating for her friend. I'm like, awesome. Glad to do it. But we're going to have this nice round design. And it's good. And she's so petite. It's going to fold over her bicep. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a little distorted. If it were me, I would recommend putting it on the top of the forearm where we can get the whole flower to show pretty much flat and, and she'll be able to show it off. And so she's like, okay, you know, maybe she's like, you know, and then she says, you know, can you put the stencil on, on the upper arm, uh, you know, on the bicep and I can take a look at it. I'm like hundred percent. So I went and printed off two stencils. And put both of them on at the same time yep. so she could contrast Direct and compare yeah. visually at the same time. And lo and behold, looking in the mirror, she opts for the forearm piece because she now understands what I'm saying. Right. Like, oh, I can see the whole sunflower as opposed to the center and a couple petals, you know, going up and down. And it's hard to change someone's vision. When you walk into somewhere and you're like, I've been thinking about this tattoo for six years and I've wanted it done this way. And you're just like, that just doesn't translate to a good tattoo. It's a, it's a rough conversation. Right. Um, and so being able to show them because people can't visualize. I mean, I have more than 20 years experience in this. They have two minutes experience in this right so it's on us to be able to convey the message of this is why so if there's any tattooers or young tattooers out there tatter tots tatter tots <laughs> i would say in, you know instead of getting frustrated and complaining to your co-workers in the back room Take the time to make a couple stencils. Right. Put them on in the different locations so your client can then visually see. Again, kind of to my point of if, if an electrician or a plumber comes to my house and they're like XYZ and I'm just like, <laughs> sure. I, I, I'm not a plumber. I'm right. not an electrician. I right. don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm expecting your expertise. I want the toilet to flush. Yeah. I want a tattoo. Yeah, I, right. It, it, <laughs> right. And your client is, I want a tattoo that looks good. Right. Take the time to make multiple stencils and put them on. If you're a client, I would say, ask them, can you make a couple stencils and put them in the different locations so I can see? I mean, we're, li I mean, dude, it takes it, minutes, minutes. It, it, if that minutes dude maybe minute <laughs> for me to have put two different stencils on this gal for her to look in the mirror and be like oh i get what you're saying i want it here and then 
everybody wins. She's going to well, get a better looking tattoo. You yeah. get a better looking tattoo for your Isn't portfolio. Isn't it easier to do a tattoo not wrapped around and morphed around a body part? as a tattooer a hundred percent so i mean isn't it a win for you to be able to do a a better tattoo and a better yeah. looking tattoo but it's easier on you to do there's not that weird like switch position yeah. 38 times and let me stretch you this weird inside arms thing. yeah just and it's just a matter of being cool about it like don't don't expect hmm. your client to understand everything you're saying they're they're focused on what their occupation is. Right. You you are the master of your occupation. So go, uh, you know, and I'm not even going to say extra mile. Go the, <laughs> go think the that's, extra three feet. It's not even that. And I think that's, your, I think that's your ethical responsibility to not do shitty tattoos. Can I just be honest? A hundred percent. If you're like, hey, like this just doesn't translate. Even if you don't know how to fix it. It might be your job if somebody brings you in the, the photo that's too grainy to not try to do the portrait from right. the shitty picture, to not try to do the landscape from the horrible reference. And then they're disappointed because it's not what they knew in their mind. Oh, oh we, we have a newer guy at Body Language, and he is not used to, he's very customer service oriented. Which is awesome. You have to be. That that's my credo. But there are certain aspects of tattooing where I won't allow the client to bully me into a shitty tattoo. A shitty tattoo. Yeah. And, and I and I've tried and I'm starting to like teach him of like, listen, ninety nine percent of the time. The customer is right. And, 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 and that includes the, hey, I'm going to give you some options because this is my two cents. But then there is that one, maybe the 3% where you, where you kind of need to hold your line a little bit more. Like for me, it's for cover-ups. You can't tell me what I'm going to cover that up with. If you come to me with a cover-up, we're going to have a conversation and I'm going to give you some general aspects of what will cover that up. But if I'm like, Hey man, like we're talking, it needs to be busy. So it needs to be heavy floral, like a chrysanthemum or a koi fish or a bird of prey. Lots and of I, lines. Yeah. And I try to explain like, we need a lot of lines and action going different ways. And they're like, I really want a sun. <laughs> Do you want a black son? <laughs> I'm not taking that. Right. Because I know I'm going to disappoint them. Right. So it's like, no, I gave you three categories. This is my gut reaction. If you come up with a category similar. Right. Cool. But throwing out, I want to fucking. So you say fish, yellow... I say snake. Yeah. Maybe. But if I say bird of prey and you say. A smiling sun. <laughs> that's not. That's just not. I want a peace symbol. Right. That's not going to work. Not with you. But that's one to three percent of the time. Right. The other ninety-seven percent of the time, it's throw your two cents in politely and also show them the options. Do you ever start that with, "Hey, if you want the sun, 
here is a laser removal number. And when you get that shit off your arm, right, I'll put your happy little son on there for you. Yeah. And that's the follow up. So it's like I are, I always try to be like customers, right? And there's, there's going to be that slight few words. And it's, and it's always cover ups. That's, you were already wrong once. Right. Okay? It's and, time to listen. <laughs> and and so for who's ever listening to this podcast is if you're looking for a cover-up, I would say don't just go into the every everyday shop. Do a little homework. Find out who's good with cover-ups in your town or near. Right. Go in there with maybe some i and, and your ideas are very valuable we have to have them because this is the second time we don't i i don't want to put something on you that you don't like right but you also have to understand for a correct cover-up there are going to be limitations to your choices that then and it's and it's fine to take time like if, if your tattooer says listen I need busy subject matter, koi fish with a lot of scales, birds of prey with a lot of feathers, whatever it may be. Feel free to be like, cool, let me go and research that on my own, but also take into consideration that this person you've researched does know what they're talking about. Right. You're there for a reason. And they don't want you to have to get a cover up of a cover up, which is a blob goddamn near possible so it, it's sometimes it's this fine line we walk you know what right. i mean where it's like the customer's always right but if 98 percent of the time if i take my car in to the mechanic and i'm like fill the fucking engine with transmission fluid i heard it's a good time it's their job to tell me that's going to break the car correct okay if i go in and i'm like you know we should nitrous purge my transmission and they're like, your car is a 99. It'll blow the fucking, you know, whatever. Seals out. I don't, I'm making this all up. I don't even know if these things are possible. But you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's your ethical responsibility to be like, mm, that's actually a really bad idea. Well, you that not, you don't have to be a dick about it, but like, eh. that goes to then the, if you're getting a good vibe from your tattooer, right? Listen to them. If they're condescending and being assholes, <laughs> you well, the you, market's ripe with tattooers. You've probably picked the wrong person to do the cover up. So it, it it's this balance, you know what I it, which is yeah. I I have I would say if I have 10 cover-ups that come in, eight immediately get it. Two, <laughs> two are definitely like, but I want theater masks right here, <laughs> like in the middle of the cover up, and I'm just like, Oops, uh, sorry. Theater masks can go somewhere. I don't feel they're going to go there. Well, I don't think that's appropriate because if we do a bird of prey, that's going to be right where his belly is. So. <laughs> Are you, are you fishing for a bird of prey? Do you need? Do you, do you want to do like a? Dude, I, I, I'm telling you, birds of prey are my fucking favorite thing to cover up. 
to use for cover-ups. They're, they're fantastic. Um, but yeah, so it's one of those odd things. So I would say it's, it's also hard to art is hard to translate in the first place as someone that doesn't draw or understand why the cover-up needs busy lines and doesn't understand that the natural flow of a piece will pull your eye away from where the old tattoo was so even if there's a smidgen of it sticking out you're not looking at it because you're looking at where the action is drawing your eye to yeah and, and as 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 a people people that don't get that also don't probably wouldn't understand how to visualize what you're saying well and and <laughs> and that's on the artist's shoulders right you have a engineer i mean my wife is a chemist right she is the most literal non-artistic fucking person on the planet <laughs> our conversations can easily get discombobulated <laughs> in the most simple thing and so as the as the artist you need to understand this person doesn't have 15 20 years of experience in this right they're just a person have patience and then the person on a small part again the client is predominantly always right they need to also understand that they're dealing with an artist who's maybe not honed in communication skills, <laughs> right? Fair. That was that, the hardest they're part. They're trying to get their point across as politely as possible, not necessarily intent of degradation. <laughs> right. Even not everyone's trying to be a dick, but they might not know the right words either. Right. So um, it, it's... That was the hardest part about working the front desk. It was the bridge in communication between artist, artist and client trying to convey that to someone else was always really really tricky and and luckily if you did it right they understood that before they started that conversation with an artist right but that was literally the hardest part was being like well um i'm not i don't want to be the one to tell you this but i might as well start the conversation uh <laughs> Probably not going to go down that way. You know, like, uh. it's difficult. <laughs> These are some of the, so for anybody watching this, who's an aspiring tattoo artist, it's not all waking up at 11, going into the shop at noon and that's whipping fair. out rad fucking artwork on fucking dope ass people. Like that's fair. That's 10%. Of your job, <laughs> I mean, you, you have to be a master of communication because you're dealing with so many people from so many different facets of humanism, and everybody <laughs> understands and comprehends conversations differently. Differently, yeah. That, yeah, it, it it can be. You know, somebody can show you a pinup with an American flag, and as a tattooer. You're like fuck yeah pin up and they're like no like the primary point is the american flag like i served in the army for 20 oh years. yeah flag, and, flag. And, and you're trying to you know be like all right cool we need to like 
you know, expand the size of the pinup from this picture you brought me. It's an awesome picture. But I mean, we're taking a human being from six foot tall down to fucking four inches. The bigger we can get her, the more detail we can get in. And, and, and they're just like, yeah, but where's the American flag going? Right. You know, so there's always those conflicts oh. from like collector <laughs> to artist. Right. And and it's important, I think, for both people to understand that the other party is coming from a completely different viewpoint. <laughs> well, and, and luckily now you're, you're able to find somebody that is honed into what you like. There, there's so many specialists out there. There's so many people that are that do the exact tattoo style that you want that it's worth taking the time that if I want a patch tattoo to find and look at a couple of people in your area that specialize in that style and then pick the one you fucking like and go talk to them. Like if I were to come to you and, and offer you something that was crazy out of left field and not in your style, that's doing you a disservice as well as me. I, I would rather you be pumped and want to do exactly the things you're into right now, right. as opposed to something way out of left field. I'm not going to be like, Hey, come paint this landscape with me. That's not your, not your, your bread and butter. That's not what you're trying to. Yeah. So this is, this is a very interesting topic that you just brought up. So because I do these patch tattoos, people think my astuteness to detail is impeccable. So you would not believe the amount of realism portrait requests yep. I get now that I've become proficient and known for patches. Yep. Now, in my mind, I'm like, why the fuck would you pick me for a fucking portrait? And, and the first couple DMs I got on Instagram, I'm like, there's not one fucking portrait on my page. Right. Like if there's one thing I can't do, it's realism portraits. But they see the detail and the patchwork. So their brain's like, oh, this guy's going to knock this portrait out. Right. Fucking rock solid. So it's this weird dichotomy of like, we're both looking at my. Um, Clean work. Yeah. Like one of my attributes but our brains are going completely opposite right. into what I'm good at. I, I would say since I've gotten good at patches, I have probably turned away and no lie. 50 to 60 black and gray realism portraits Jeez. in the last 12 months. And they're always like, you know, and I'm like, Hey man, like, this isn't my style here. You know, if it's local, I'll give them a reference. If it's at, uh, for like a convention, I'll be like, man, dude, there's going to be so many black and gray portraits right. at the Philly convention or right. city. like go onto their website, start looking at, you know, and they're like, Oh really? Like, all right, cool. Thanks. But it's, yeah, it's just that knowledge and lack of knowledge and right it, it, it's right. really strange that somehow i've gotten so many requests and i get where it's coming from like the first three or four i'm like 
What? I just ran an IG ad with six fucking patches. And I got three fucking portrait requests today. People That's see, weird. But then I started thinking detail. about that. And I'm like, oh, they think I have this amazing attention to detail that crosses every art form. Yep. And it's like, I would love to, but dude, I'm just a schmuck who knows how to do this one fucking stuff. I got, I got real good. <laughs> hey, I have this. Yeah. Um, no, and I, I understand that. It's people that are like, uh, I'm in plumbing sales. So you're a plumber? No. <laughs> no. I am not going to be the one to solder the pipe. Yep. That's, I'm nope. I can tell you how they're going to do it. I'm not the one to do it. So it's it's weird because people call me like, oh, how do I fix this problem? I'm like, I can tell you, but I don't know how to do it. Like, <laughs> do you want me to tell you how to ring it up? <laughs> yeah, hire one of our dudes. That's how you do it. Um, that's it's funny. Clean Rock One just posted recently. I'd say within the last couple of weeks, because he's been on Ink Master and won twice. Okay, you know? so he's and the dude's fucking one of my heroes. <laughs> he fucking ruled. Like, okay. he just kills it. But he had a really good post where he talked, and he's like. Hey man, just because I was on TV and I'm famous, you know, don't send me a photo of some fucking awesome portrait and be like, hey, I want to book with you with portraits. Like, look at my Instagram feed. Like, this is the shit I do. Right. Just because I was on TV and one ink master doesn't mean I'm amazing at everything. And portraits are not his gig. He's like, Go to the person you peeled the photo off. Like, right. And I I thought that was profound because he obviously can command um a high hourly rate. Right. So if you're willing to drop two grand to clean rock one, and you peeled off this portrait from XYZ superstar portrait tattooer, go. You obviously have the money to burn. Go to that dude who you picked the portrait off. Just uh, <laughs> not go to Clean Rock One be, just because right. you like his personality. Yeah. That I, yeah. I thought it was cool that he was turning away money. He's like, I appreciate that you want me to do it, but like, look at what I'm really good at. And if you're into that, come to me. Right. But if you're peeling off an awesome piece of artwork and you got two grand to spend, Go to that person, right. man. Like they're gonna fucking kick its ass for you. I, I've never understood that. Like, oh yeah, doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's just it's it's whether you're in the business or not, you know. And it, now, anytime somebody's like, "Well, where do you get your tattoos?" and I'm like, "Well, what tattoo do you want?" Because the tattoos that I'm getting right now, you might not like that style and the stuff that i'm getting isn't the stuff that you're seeing i'm getting painterly landscape shit lot of color contrast what you're seeing is traditional american right so you don't if you like this style you you don't want the person i'm going to right now they don't do this style so what what tattoo do you want right it's a way easier conversation but then you're then you're stuck talking to whomever about their tattoo ideas right which we've all done standing at the store and they're like so i want the dove to go right here and then 
there's going to be a big heart underneath it. And then grandpappy's name, grandma's name. And then there's got 13 grandkids. So we're going to do like a bouquet of flowers with 13 <laughs> flowers. And they're all going to be different colors because we will do one for each of the grandmas. But if they got the same month, we'll just space them out. It'll be okay. And you're just like, uh-huh. Yeah, I don't, I don't tattoo, but cool. I mean, <laughs> but you, 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 my boy. No, well, I can only imagine for the non-tattooer <laughs> who's as heavily collected as you. Yeah, it's hard. But that has to be even more hard that yeah. you're like, dude, I just buy tattoos. Yeah, I just show up to my homie and be like, what are you into? Let's do that. Yeah, I've done my research. So, um, so yeah, so for tattoo collectors out there, I would say, just find, because find somebody is in the field. yeah find your expert in the field just <laughs> just because somebody is awesome at one thing if you have a specific tattoo in mind i would seek out and hunt whether it's locally or nationally or right. internationally find the person that you really want to do that tattoo whose specialty is that actual genre because all of us have limitations on what we can do which as much as it sucks is it's just the way it is right i I would love to be it's just like being a guitar player man i play guitar but if you're like dude bust some satriani i'm like i don't i don't fucking play that i don't play classical flamenco do you want to hear gead campfire songs i got you but like it's it's an art form everybody expresses it a little bit different everybody hones into a different area of it a little bit differently everybody looks to that art form for a different reason right i play but i'm not i'm not gonna play covers with you do you know what i mean like it's 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 the same with your art um i'm not gonna ask you to art a way you don't art that's gonna make you uncomfortable and that defeats the motherfucking purpose in my mind if you're forcing something and you're making something because you have to and you're not enthralled with it, if you're up for the challenge and you're like, fuck yeah, thanks for the challenge. I've actually been looking at doing those things. I'm happy to tickle that for you. But at the same time, like most artists aren't trying to change their speciality. Right. <laughs> they're not, they're not going to just randomly start doing something out of left field. And for the collector, I would say, ask those honest questions. Right. Like if, if, you're kind of getting an inclination that maybe they're good at be flat out explicit in your question like are you comfortable with the style like have you done this style before you know like hey wes your patches are fucking super high in detail like i feel like you'd be good at portraits like what do you feel about that right and then i would be like hey man thank you for the compliment but those are two different completely <laughs> does te- not compute <laughs> yeah completely different techniques but i can recommend you to somebody right who's gonna knock this tattoo out like where i would give you a b minus tattoo i i can lock you into somebody who's gonna giving you an a so kind of just food for thought maybe for the collector who's not on the inside scoop like ben and i are you know in the world clarify of that easy question to find with your... electronic portfolios spend some time looking at some shit you can look at any of your local studios online and go hey lineup of artists let me flip through 10 pictures 
of each of these artists and you, you can pretty much get a gist of what their uh yep wheelhouse is for lack of a yeah, I'm trying to be insulting in any way, shape, or form, but like, it, it, and you can go in and fucking have a talk with okay. them. Then go it, in and talk it, if their vibe is fucking shitty. Go to number find, two. <laughs> go to number two. Go to number three. Like, don't don't sacrifice if you're like, and eh, this dude was kind of a elitist douchebag or fucking didn't show up or whatever. Like, there's plenty of people at this point in time in tattooing. That whatever style you want, there's a bad motherfucker right. dying to tattoo you. Right. Like end of story. Fair. Like well, and my my world's pretty small. And just because the guy that I know that does that, that doesn't mean there's not five other that do it just as well and maybe even better. So take my recommendation and start there. Right. Like art is subjective. What I think is rad is not what you might think is rad. It's not what Kyle thinks is rad. You know what I mean? That that's the. I think you nailed it. Like find your shit. <laughs> there's enough art for you to be able to find your shit. Yeah. It's why there's so many different kinds of music. It's why there's so many different genres of art. It's why there's so many different styles of fucking tattoos. So you can find what tickles your fancy. Yep. Find yourself an artist who fucking you mesh with personally with who portfolio relays what you want to get and like go with that like you, you and give should, them all your dollars repeatedly back to back to back to back and tip them fucking well <laughs> <laughs> bring bourbon and cash and Wes is your guy Dude, it's gotten out of hand. <laughs> I, I won't say out of hand because that sounds like I don't want you have to, to tell people to stop happen. bringing liquor. <laughs> Dude, it started with so bourbon's a big thing. So it's like talking to my clients, you know, bourbon this, bourbon that. Oh, what bourbon do you drink? And I think it started with one person bringing me a bottle of bourbon. So, of course, I make a post about it you know like Yay, hey thanks. thanks benny t for <laughs> fucking bringing whatever and then i got it up on the shelf and you know the next client comes in and we're talking bourbon it's like hey you know it's up there for you you want to sip oh yeah fucking blah 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 and then they come back and they bring a bottle of bourbon and then now it's like i've got this clientele that they're trying to outdo the last the, bourbon, the yet. best bourbon that they've seen on the shelf. You poor thing. So I've got like 15 bottles of bourbon. So I took a shot of it and I showed my wife. And I'm like, look at this fucking bourbon collection I have up on the shelf at Body Language. She's like, that's like heavy hitting yeah. bourbon collection. I'm like, I know, man. And like, we drink it out of Dixie Cups. <laughs> And everybody's like bringing a new one in with a story, it. like, "Oh, I, I was it. in Utah. I thought of you." See, and that's so the best kind. Of, Utah that's the best kind of gift, too. Yeah, I randomly dope. saw something that reminded me of you. Is the best present of all. I like that's. It's I don't rad. care what it is. Yeah, you spent three dollars, and you, you reminded me of you. Fucking a, I'm in. Like, so I've got like this amazing collection of fucking bourbon and tequila, and it was so it was funny. Tony, who started working for us, I don't know, six months ago. And so, uh, and he, he hadn't, uh, he hasn't worked in a street shop like ours 
So he's like, hey, man, I want you to rework this tattoo for me. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So it's coming up this day before. And he's like, um, what's it going to cost me? I'm like, dude, you're part of the team, man. Like, we That's- tattoo each other for free. He's like, dude, I'm going to feel real guilty if, like, I don't give you something. I'm like, bro, this is how this works. That's how it works. Like, you get tattooed for free. And he's like, ah. and so I can see he's kind of like, it's not what he wanted. Yeah, it's making him uncomfortable. And so he's like, can I get you something? I'm like, you know what? You can get me something. I'm like, but it can't be money. Right. I don't want your Fair. money. Like, Fair. I get it. If you feel that this trade is uneven and you need to reciprocate, but it's not money. So I tattoo him. And so he, uh, he breaks out a, uh, a bottle of Hennessy. He, well, he brings in the Ohio liquor bag, you know, so I open up, it's a bottle of Hennessy. I'm like, my man. All right. So, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> which was crazy because then that night we kind of celebrated. He wasn't, he actually, it was his day off. And so we celebrated and had some Hennessy. I hadn't had cognac for fucking 25 years. Jeez. Hey, Hennessy is smooth. Yeah, <laughs> it's like drinking water, water. compared to bourbon. Yeah. I mean, it's air, man. It's I, air. I was like, That's why I can't drink it. It's, it's like dangerous. Drinking, it's like drinking amaretto. Next thing you know, you're like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> every time, every time, dangerous. Yeah, I can't do it. Can't but do yeah, it. no, I got people fucking bringing me in. Oh, I was in Salt Lake City, thought about you, blah, blah, blah. So now I, I got like fucking 15, 20 bottles of like dope ass fucking bourbon and tequila and Hennessy fucking sitting up on the shelf for fucking <laughs> love people. it. Take a little nip. Love it. Yeah, it's fucking rad. Uh, um, and that exact same scenario is how at one point in my life every decoration in my home was an owl okay because oh you like owls well here's some salt shakers here's a wall hanger here's a paper towel holder here's a fucking butter dish did you need a teacup set with owls on it oh did you not have a tablecloth do you need a candelabra did you need a door knocker wait did you not have any candles what was the first owl that started this a macrame 70s owl on the wall okay that that grandma had made and it was there why because grandma made it word so just random macrame owl Mm -hmm. and i mean i'm I'm talking about him max Right. So, like, but she also had an owl. She had an owl, dude. She had, no, she became the, the house became decorated through this process. She had an owl tattoo, and we had the owl on the wall, and that was the coalition. And every single one of her friends, every single person for every fucking holiday, in every pajamas, pillowcase covers, fucking dude, every single thing that was purchased. Oh, I saw an owl. I saw an owl. And then it was like super trendy. So everything was fucking owls, dude, the entire fucking house. You can't just throw the shit away. I started just throwing the shit away. (laughs) (laughs) There's still out. She hasn't lived there and it was two years. There's still owl shit there. Like still, I was still like, the fuck do I have owl fucking potholders for? Like, so this this is (laughs) early seventies. I am eight to 10 years old. And I think both these things happen simultaneously. My aunt, is part of a marketing firm 
and they go and do a photo shoot of a hog farm. (laughs) (laughs) So she becomes the pig lady. Yep. To this day. Probably fucking hates it. 40 years later. (laughs) I found this pig water fucking poor. I found these pig plates. I found these pig fanders. Around the same time, my dad, I don't know what it was for, but I think it had to be golf related. He had these frog, he got these frog golf pants. He wore them. He's the frog guy. They stuck. Yeah. Frog napkins. (laughs) Frog pot holders. Everything. Frog X, Y, Z. Yep. Yep. And before you know it, my dad is littered with frog memorabilia. If he wants to or not. Do you think how these crazy collectors just get all that shit? Like, oh, you like Coca-Cola stuff? And now everybody you know just buys you that Coca-Cola shit? It has to be. Okay. I like diamond watches. (laughs) (laughs) Porsches. And the camera is perfect right now, Kyle, because I am going to go restroom break he's gotten two tinkle times and i'm over here doing the dance dude you're a beast (laughs) (laughs) yeah i comes driving for a living for so long it's kind of gonna learn how to stuff it hey fawn you still on where are you at where are you at fawn is not on the call currently but she was listening so she might it's okay so kyle what's your current painting what are you working on my current painting is a little eight by eight skull here. Why don't I grab it? No, I want you to describe it with your fucking words, Kyle. Okay. It's a skull. Skull. A skull, like a massive Like a can skull. of dip? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on, a, on a hellish mountain ridge. And then you've got this like crack on the bottom with some lava on the inside so it's kind of shining up on all the rocks the light source the, action yeah and all right there's also chains going into the next skull. week i want to see it okay it doesn't need to be like done i'm just like next week i want to see i it. mean i can grab it right now no kyle next okay. week all right keep We're building paint. anticipation okay. well you got to tune in next week to see what my painting looks like then um that's fun how's the frog coming is he almost wrapped it up yeah we're uh coming up on the final stages of it right now it's been pretty cold out here so it hasn't fully dried yet we're kind of waiting for it to dry up a bit and then gonna go in and just kind of dry brush some some whites and some blacks to make a couple spots pop make a couple fall back yeah righteous i don't know what any of those words you just said mean but like i'm proud of you uh, i'm learning them i'm learning them good job bobby it's been a great experience painting out here good in the job. morning yeah um i've i've uh taken back up trying to draw and bought a thing of tracing paper and i'm fucking slaying it i need to get a couple books to kind of like work on like flow and like how to like i don't know i want to get a couple things to help but i haven't tried to draw in a really long time mm-hmm. and to say i ever had chops would be like a fucking stretch but like the the little chops that i had are way 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 gone and it's uh it's fun to try to like get back into consistent motion and line weight and just yeah thinking about little shit that I haven't thought about in 
if uh if you don't use Ten it years. you lose it i've been i've been picking up guitar again recently yeah um, you know i'm like three four days in but trying to take a little more time for myself and it's like trying to remember all the techniques and relearning everything is definitely a process Kyle, i'm a horrible guitar player if you want to come over and play cool i can uh i can do some chugs i can do some chugs yeah chugtastic all right now it's time for west to banter by himself for a moment while i visit Town. kyle what are we talking about we we're talking about skills that you lose if you, don't, if you use. don't use them. Oh, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I just we started trying to draw again. Okay. Yeah. Um so it's funny you mentioned that, gentlemen. I recently <laughs> came over a um a quote that said if you ever want to get if you ever want to play Carnegie Hall, you have to practice. So for anybody, including excellent tattooers, but more than likely the excellent tattooers already have this in their wheelhouse is drawing flash, drawing designs, drawing, drawing, drawing. Um, I think I kind of mentioned earlier, all these newcomers into the tattoo industry i mean as somebody who's been around tattooing since 97 um you know i mentioned be, my goal is to stay relevant it's it's because these badasses are mm -hmm. fucking coming up constantly and the moment you take a breath and think you're fucking satisfactory awesome what whatever the term may be um you're not <laughs> it, it's really funny you say that because i've been recently coming out of a funk over the past like week of um the, you know like you you reach a you reach a point where you're like you think you know everything and then life kicks you up again and you realize you know nothing yeah and for a while i was like yeah i know what i'm doing i'm doing okay and then i just kind of had that realization where it's like actually could be doing better you know yep so it's funny you say that it, it's it's a hundred percent i mean let's even let's even take let's let's take my patch tattoos mm -hmm. which i won't be overly humble i think i'm very good at but there are three to five people who I watch internationally on Instagram who fucking kick my ass on this. And right. it's like, motherfucker, man, like, how do I get to that level? It, it, it's, and it's so difficult. You're talking about, you know, you got this huge pyramid. And at the bottom of the pyramid are for whatever you're doing, they suck. And to the top of the pyramid are the best. Mm -hmm. But I feel like once you get to the top 10% of that pyramid, there's a whole nother pyramid. <laughs> the pyramid within the pyramid, yes. That's... And now you have the top 10% of the pyramid. And you have to be honest with yourself on where you sit in that pyramid. We, we've had that. I've, I've had that discussion before. It's um, okay. So 
in a sport or in a we were talking about music earlier i'll use that as an example most people that go out and buy the 3500 guitar don't understand the nuances of why they need the 3500 guitar they're going right. to play it just like the the, the, the 600 one from and they're going to destroy it right so if you don't know why you're buying the $1,200 pool cue, if you don't understand why you're spending the $3,500 on the bicycle seat, you, you don't understand the science behind it, or the reason behind it, the logic behind it, you're, 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 you're it's, it's pointless. People one year into tattooing buying, you know, $1,200 machines. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. You don't, under, you don't understand what the finance of that does. You have to climb the pyramid to see the top scale to understand why you need that shit. No, there's a level of being humble. And I don't even know if, if it's being humble because that almost sounds arrogant. Like, oh, man, I'm trying to be humble. It's a matter of being aware. That's fair. Like. There's very few of us who do patch tattoos on a consistent basis internationally. And like locally it's awesome to get the alkalades of like dude you're killing it blah 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 right. but in my head and, and this isn't humble it's, it's literally from watching the others that are better than me i'm like <laughs> thank you but artistically i'm like i'm still fucking fifth out of the top five like well motherfucker like when I, it's I, I, I said this every day, right? Create every day, fucking practice every fucking day. Like even my wife's like, it's Sunday. Like you're talking about, you know, whatever. Like maybe I'm feeling burned out, and I express that to her, and she's like, "You just said fucking Thursday night that you're feeling burned out. Why are you fucking drawing on Sunday?" I'm like, because I'm fifth out of five like yep cool there's fucking two thousand behind me on whatever it may yep. be that's not the point like i made it to the top of but the nobody pyramid, else, nobody else sees that I'm the at the bottom of the new pyramid but nobody else sees that pyramid right they're not educated enough to see the finite differences in that other scale sure but <laughs> so if not, you're not being self-aware right <laughs> you understand Absolutely. that you're like i'm still fucking last like i'm not as good that it's like again just it's the greats i dude i i would and maybe maybe kyle can bring something to this because i don't know bring guy. it to us kyle. I, I don't know guy atchison but he seems like a normal fucking human being. He is. Yes. Basically, the inventor of organic biomech. If I had to guess, he still questions his place currently with as many badass artists as there are of where he sits on the echelon of biomech right because you don't do this for him what it's probably 30 years now right mm -hmm. you don't do this and produce that fucking awesomeness 
by not chasing in the last 10 years going i invented the shit i'm a bad motherfucker right like he has to have some some level of insecurity of that tattoo i did yesterday can be better could have been better in reflection looking at the tattoo had i added a darker tone here had i added a highlight here had i added line weight here it could be better that but you need to build that experience to see that gap right but i just it, yeah right and i don't even be. know how we got on this conversation but it, it's just <laughs> we're talking it, about it, use the skills it, and lose them, man. it's this never-ending fucking circle of it's like i'm gonna work 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 fuck yes Two seconds later, I suck. Work, 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 yep. work, work, yeah. work, work, I, work, I, work, 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 work. I'm better. God damn it, I still suck. Work, work, that's, work, I've, work. I've talked to uh, black belts in jujitsu, right? And they're like, it's all fine and dandy. You bust your ass, you get here, and then you get here, and you're like, I don't know anything. Wait, I understand all the principles now. Now I have to apply them as a theory. Fuck. It's a whole nother... But you have to learn the steps. You have to right. build the blocks. You have to go through the learning pains of not adding the correct highlight or not making it as dark as it could have been or whatever the circumstances is. I can't draw stick figures, so I'm out of my lane. But right. you get but my drugs. The jujitsu, it, it, it's... It's the same concept. You have to... You have to climb to the top to see that there's more. Yeah. And, <laughs> and there's nothing else left. Like, if you don't practice, you fucking suck. Yep. At anything you do, I would imagine. My problem is, is I always get to a point at something, no matter what that hobby is, where I see the work that requires to get to the next level or see the end game. And I'm always like, Nah. <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm very self-aware of the fact that i'm like i'm not that dedicated well and it, it's hard for me to get over that mediocre hump on everything like i've played guitar since i was 10 i can only play that's like five a, nah, I, I hit that same thing on guitar too it was like i just get to the point where i'm like yeah. this isn't fun i don't want to put in the work required to get i'm not dedicated enough to have the drive enough to stay focused to like this enough to keep doing it this much it's mm-hmm. super taxing um and it does apply to everything right like uh triathlon so eventually cycling became like my strongest suit but it's like work 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 now all of a sudden i'm riding with the a groups out of like this elite club and there's this rivet group work 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 now i'm in the rivet group but i'm bottom of the rivet you know it's 10 years it's like cool i made my way to the rivet group but now i'm the weakest rivet group person and it 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 just there's always someone better right no matter how good you are so and that's how i see it like i played semi-professional pool for what 10 years yeah Plus, I mean, went back after 10 years, played for another couple of years. Um, and I'm decent. But then you see people that are good. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, shit. Oh, I've been doing this for 10 years. And I don't, I, I don't understand the science applied to what you just did. 
I didn't see that shot on the table. I didn't even know that was fucking possible. Yep. Fuck this. I'm done. I thought I was good at guitar. And then you watch Joe Satriani playing. You're like, man, I don't fucking like this instrument. <laughs> yep. Like, fuck every second of this. Like, you guys do it. I'll just watch. It's fine. Let's be a You got fan. Polyphia now, too, giving you that same feeling? No, fuck it all, man. <laughs> well, even again, so we got a 12-year-old this- kid. Oh, suck it. We've got again (laughs) this newer guy at the studio, and he really is drawn to black and gray. And he's like, Wes, like, why don't you consider yourself a black and gray artist? And I'm like, Well, I can do black and gray in a bunch of different mediums where it's stipple shade or whip shade or gray wash. I'm like, and I'm proficient at it. But there's only so much bandwidth I can put into something right? and try to be like really fucking good at it. Like, which then blows my mind of then you find these tattooers who can do, I can do a portrait. I can do traditional, I can do neo-traditional and I can do biomech and all of it's going to be like, and I, and I don't say this degrading, all of this is going to be at least at an a minus fucking value right which an a minus is fucking awesome right, right 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 like those dudes blow my mind that are hyper versatile and are still in the a category for fucking everything right. because i work my i don't have the capacity for that dude i'll get up at fucking six in the morning chill out for an hour Wife comes down. Hey, what's going on? I'm like, oh, I got three fucking high value fucking tattoos today. I'm fucking working color studies. Getting a workout in. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fucking go down and deadlift. Blah, blah, blah. Next thing I know, it's 1045. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm cutting some of my color studies short. Not so I can go and work out. It's because I have to leave for work at 1110. Right. And it's just like, how the fuck? do some of these tattooers have this capability to be so versatile on so many ends and i would imagine for the people who are hyper focused like i only do biomech or i only do black and gray portraits but those guys and gals are in the same boat right they're they're on their fucking i like you don't get great by just fucking fucking off right like they're up at six. <laughs> they're Ragged. fucking drawing by seven. They're working color studies. They're working tone I mean, studies. There's, there's the so when they go in and do the tattoo and execute it effortlessly, it seems like they're fucking wizards, but you don't see. You don't see the background. You don't see the fucking non-magic magic that's happening. The 14 layers the that have been erased on the iPad. Yeah, exactly. Like the 13 times they drew it at home before they liked the layout. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I can't imagine. <laughs> like again, I've never, I've never had the fortitude to get good at anything. So I, I, I've never seen the end game in it. I'm always like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool right here. Yeah, I mean, there, there is rarely a tattoo that I do it. 4 p.m. and i'm like fuck yeah (laughs) like let's take that taco tattoo right i did the line drawing 
I did a couple color studies, executed it, and like took the photo. And I was, you know, in my head, I was like, fuck yeah, man, like nailed this motherfucker. I wasn't home for 20 minutes <laughs> looking at that tattoo going, motherfucker. I could have. I Why could've. didn't you do A, B, yeah. or C, or D? And it's minor shit, and you're just like, oh, I wish I could take this fucking back because I left thinking it was an A. Yep. <laughs> and the first five minutes of analyzing it, it's now an A minus, and then it goes down to a B plus. Shit, bro. I do that while I make dinner. Right. Okay. So I will write like this is what we're having. I've got this main, this side, this sauce, this on this app. This was what we're doing. Forgot, forgot the sauce on the stove. It's literally cooking while we're halfway into the meal. And I'm like, oh shit, this is supposed to have. Oh, I made gravy. Oh fuck. <laughs> or you know, um, completely forget one of the 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 dishes. I've done that a million times. You go to make dinner and I'm like, okay, I'm making Cornish hands and mashed potatoes and uh, sweet carrots and, you know, a salad. You get done, there's no carrots. And you get to the table and you're like, wait, no, there's, I just never did it. <laughs> the Side worst. note. The worst. Side note, when you did cater the triathlon fucking oh, shit. That was forever ago. Dude, I'm telling you, people still talk about it. I, we threw no, the fuck down, bro. No joke. People like, were like, bro, that first two camps you threw, fuck you. That I felt like a fucking rock star. We should man. redo them, man. Those were a blast. Like they people were you need like, to raise the price enough to cover me a cabin, though. That's all I'm saying. Coming home to fucking salmon. Oh, bro. fucking we, lunch we threw down so for listeners so you're not yeah sorry in the middle Catch of all up <laughs> in the middle of a fucking inside story my profession was for a while i still do it part-time was a triathlon coach so and triathlon so, is a grueling fucking race of how many miles well it depends on the triathlon but it 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 is always swim, bike, run. Okay. We have four different distances. You have your sprint triathlon, which is half mile swim. There's a sp- something <laughs> like a sprint, half a mile swim. That's a day work. That's like a week and a half workout for me. 12 to 15 mile bike ride and a 5k. You've got your Olympic, which is a one mile swim, 25 mile bike ride, 10k run. <laughs> You got your half getting out of the pool. <laughs> half Iron Man, 1.2 mile swim, 56 mile bike ride, half marathon. A 56 mile bike. And then What's a have, half marathon. And 13.1 miles. Just fuck off. Running? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not a low pace. Guns falling. 13 mile. Then you've got your Iron Man, 2.4 mile swim. 112 mile bike ride. Jesus Christ. Followed by a marathon, 26.2 miles. But anyways. Wait, that's what the little stickers on the back of people's car mean? Yes. Motherfucker. I've always wondered. 140.6 miles is an Ironman. So you see an Ironman sticker, that means somebody raced 140.6 miles. 
Bruh. In, okay, so in super athletes. Under 17 hours, because there is a cutoff. They usually start at 7 a.m. And you have till midnight. You show up at midnight in one second. Try again next time. Fuck off. I would cheat, bro. <laughs> so... I would run triathlon camps at this awesome place down in Shawnee State Park. I still backpack there all the time. Dude, it's fucking awesome. I love it. It's gorgeous. Down in southern Ohio, just southwest of uh, Portsmouth. And so the first one I did, we had three cat. I think I had like 20 people sign up for it. It was a crowd. They were fucking pumped. But had Benny T as the chef du jour <laughs> this motherfucker man chocolate chip pancakes for breakfast yeah. and bacon yeah we we candy bacon because salmon they, and pasta they wanted calories <laughs> i mean you know so we're out there fucking just was that the year we made calories. the squash soup yeah that was so good dude yeah you guys killed it like people still talk about this for because then afterwards i was doing camps without you guys right and they were fun. You know, they were okay. Is what booze fucking well, we went to the booze one. You got the the fire going or whatever, but the first two when you guys like when you and Eric fucking catered it, right? They were like, dude, I felt like a fucking rock star. It was like a lot rolling of in from a fucking hundred mile bike ride, and it's like Benny T and fucking Eric are like, We've got pesto chicken fucking pita wraps. We did. Too. <laughs> Those were good. Um, the thing was, is you guys left and we consumed marijuana. <laughs> I didn't really make munchies, bro. Um, no, we, we we love doing stuff like that. And Eric's my partner in crime for anything I've ever done um, with food. Like, I've I love never, that, dude. I've never done a catering event without him. He's like, awesome. Like, never. So no like one hot dog stand. That. Eric stood there next to me. Like I've never done an event without him. No one will know this, but is Sean and his wife still on his property? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll run that later. Is this nine years? Yeah. Ten years? Yeah. Oh shit! That is. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it's got to be a decade. Or uh, I, th- I think they're going on six or seven. Okay. That's close to a decade. That's long enough. <laughs> it's more than one. Right. It's more than one. Um, that's funny. Did, and you know what's funny? Okay, so um, the people he's talking about used to own a business or run a business next door to Body Language, right? Um, and they now live with one of my best friends, which is a super crazy, wild happenstance of worlds crossing years fucking later. And I get to give Wes updates about these people <laughs> late 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 in the game he to this day at one point wes had offered to give him a body language back tattoo to go across his shoulders that said body language and he still to this day talks about it oh i'm gonna get me that body like you're not getting shit shut up so tell me he reached out. Okay, so this is the deal. <laughs> this has got to be 2001. Sean comes in, we're talking. He needs something covered up on his back. I'm like, I tell you what, dude. If you get body language across your shoulders, 
I'll cover up the rest of your back piece for $60 an hour. He's like, we're on. We were never on. <laughs> that, this, not one point. Mind on. you, this he works next door. This is 2001. Yeah. Yeah. So 2015, he comes rolling into the shop. He's like, hey, man, how you doing? I'm like, what's up, dude? We're talking. He's like, remember when you said if I got body language tattooed across my shoulder blades, you do my back piece for free. I was like, no. <laughs> As a matter of fact, <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I was like, I remember I told you I would do the back piece at 60 bucks an hour. He's like, all right, cool. I can afford that. I'm like, that was 15 years ago. <laughs> I don't own the shop anymore. That deal is off the table. I'm like, but what I will give you is I'll do your back piece for $150 an hour, a Which discount a from my like $200 an hour rate at that time. How are you trying to treat me like that? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, it's been 15 fucking years and I don't own body language. Anymore. I don't care if you walk around with my advertisement on your there back. There is no don't care, but to me, right. for you to have body language across your shoulders. At 70. I don't own it. Well, not even that. Okay. And you used to as be now I know. You don't know anybody. No one's going to see well, it. He used to be very fit, very in shape. Used to work yes. out, go to a gym. It'd be a nice, nice advertisement. Very cut, dude. Yeah. Out in the public. Now he's not. Right. You're living on a farm on Eric's land. <laughs> out in the woods. No well, one's going to see. Like, this no, is... no, one's, no one's seeing my advertisements. Yeah. Th this is a... The value is gone. <laughs> yeah. Let's say the value is gone. Oh man, wow, we just took a bunch of people down a rabbit hole. Yeah. And everybody's <laughs> like, I don't get it. Sorry, guys. They're crazy and it makes us laugh. Yep. Welcome to hanging out with Ben and Wes. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, man, I am feeling it. Um, I don't know if I told you, but I got in a pretty major car accident yes. a while back, and my back from sitting here is uh, reaching its end points. So I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm good till I'm not good type of situation. Right. And it's it's one of those if I don't uh, get ahead of it when I start feeling tight, I'm gonna be fucked tomorrow. And I'm not I'm not in for that. I just started feeling good. All right. Um, so I don't know if we should that's not who I expected it to be. Um check in with Fawn, see if she was still listening, if we needed to do anything with the convention wrap up or if she's off the table. I have a feeling that she's moved on to bitter, batter, bigger, batter, and better things at the. It is the Detroit, Detroit Motor City. Motor City. Um, it should it should be a huge show, and I'm I'm really looking forward to being able to do the recap. And it sounds like next week we're gonna have a pretty rad fucking show um, of recapping over all the past few conventions that we've been to and able to uh, share that with you guys. So if you want to tune in next week to catch something sweet. We'll be here. Wes, dude, fucking love you. Love having you here. Appreciate Pleasure. you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Where love. can the people find you, Wes? Yeah, if people want to find uh, you. They can find me at uh, catsbywes.com. Easy enough. 
Very easy. Or body language. Just call or them. at body language here in Columbus, Ohio. Hit local. But, Kyle, do you want to say stuff? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Skies of Fire Tattoo, if you want to see the painting that I'm working on before next week. Ooh, sneaky link. All right. Have a good night. Thanks for hanging out.